are listening to the Chompcast, the 100th official Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. Uh, and remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com where you can access the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is the Chompcast. Uh, you can also head on over to patreon.com slash swordchomp if you'd like to support us financially. Uh, either way, thank- we're thankful for you taking time out of your busy life to check out our show. The Tribunal is commencing as we march proudly, <laughs> holding hands into the sacred chamber of debate. The beautiful granite chamber walls shining with a powerful ivory gloss. Above us hangs a large mural that depicts glaring obsidian teeth forming the Chomcast logo. Soft fuchsia-colored carpets lead us down to a circular table with four large obsidian thrones. The table contains a large metal centerpiece shaped to the likeness of the Sword Chomp Sword. Fuchsia hilt and glinting blade with shades of blue shining, showering us with the light of truth, the light of arguing, and debate, the light of tinder, the light of micro-penises, the light of Diet Dr. Pepper, and the light of our amazing Chompcast community as we commence for our 100th official podcast recording and count down our favorite games of the last decade. Let's get to some intros. The crew that you know and love, or hopefully, maybe this is your first episode, you will know and love them one day. First up, I got very special intros that you guys might be familiar with. Um, first up, Joshua Fowler is here from Michigan. Uh, and if I'm reading this right, the sacred text from swordchomp.com, it says, Joshua Fowler has an intense feud with Patton Oswald over who is the supreme My Little Pony fan. Um, how you doing, Josh? Can you tell us more about this? Tell us about this feud. Uh, the feud has not gone my way, unfortunately. No? No. <laughs> he got on the show, um, oh, which I think oh. definitively gave him the edge. We were neck and neck checkmate. there. It was, yeah. it was so yeah, close. And yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, I can't mm. compete with that. I can't compete with this anymore. He got, got himself on the show. Well, you know what? I think Pat Oswald is a worthy, it's a worthy uh, um, ambassador of My Little Pony, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> That's you'd say. You would have been too, Josh, but you know, can't win them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, glad you're here, Josh. And, uh, of course, up next, from Japan, Shay Layton is here, the professor. Again, reading from the sacred text at swordchomp.com. Shay Layton is apparently the most interesting man in the world's life coach. Um, wow. It's a, it's a bold claim. It is. I, I can't do this, though, without the uh, love and support um, of the community, namely Dave. Uh, Dave's always keep me grounded, strapped. The leather guy, yeah. Bound in leather. Um, yeah. Dave the sure. leather guy is truly done it all for us especially me it's true i'm I'm glad you mentioned that he's the foundation he's the cornerstone uh, of what we do really so um shout out to really the leather stone leather stone yeah (laughs) yeah yeah the hoof the leather stone you might say (laughs) (laughs) sunlight Um, yeah, that's that's a you know that's a, a lofty expectation to live up to, Shay. So, um, you you should put you put that on your Tinder profile. The life coach, 
to the world's most I, interesting man. That seems I like a don't. Good... I don't. I just say. <laughs> I say something far more vile than that. Probably. <laughs> that does seem like to be. Let's be honest, ladies or men. If if I saw that on a Tinder profile, I would swipe it. Yeah, that that's a good tagline. You could thank Josh for that one. If it works. <laughs> Maybe down the road. He's got it going for him. You know, like, what if that became your job, Josh? Just, like, sprucing up people's Tinder profiles. <laughs> mm. huh. You'd be the modern-day Cupid. Yeah. You could add that to the Swordchomp website. Modern-day Cupid. Yeah. Or maybe... You... <laughs> it's true. I like it. It's like those people that get paid to write, like, uh, greeting card little um, things for greeting cards. They sit around all day. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, the guy and her, like, his job was to just write the little things for greeting cards all day about love. And it's just like, that would be like a weird thing to do over and over and over and over. And now as you, um, you be as yeah, romantic as you possibly That sounds can. like a terrible job. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shay, glad you're here. Of course. Um, let's update that Tinder profile. And lastly, but surely not least from Texas, the Filipino Johnny Depp, as they call him, AKA fish. If you're nasty, wait, this can't be right. It says, According to the text here, he was the original lead singer of Limp Biscuit until he was replaced by Fred Durst? Was that before they got signed, or how did that happen, Fish? Well, that it, I'm essentially what caused that band to break up. Uh, it was very mm. behind the scenes. Nobody in the band wanted to talk about it, because they all knew that I was a better singer than Fred Durst, but Fred Durst just had, you know... <laughs> A little bit more toed, and he had that backwards hat, so... How yeah, are you going to work on the toed thing? That's a problem. I mean, how do I you know. get more toed in your I mean, life, Fish? It's you tough. could just offer Avril Lavigne another bag of hamburgers. See if that works. What? <laughs> I, I, that one went over my head, too. I, you guys don't remember elab- that? No, can you elaborate uh-uh. on that? That was in the news, like, at the height of their heyday. Fred Durst mm-hmm. offered Avril Lavigne a bag of hamburgers to go out on a date with him, and she declined. Yeah. <laughs> what does he Dude, think the date is? <laughs> like, I that's some serious toot there. That's, that's such. <laughs> that's too much toot. That it doesn't. It doesn't make sense in the context no. of the date in the first place. Hey, would you like to go out with and eat with me? If you do, I'll give you food. Huh? Why is is? That's, yeah, that's weird. Were they cooked hamburgers? Uncooked? I need to know more details. About that's, the story. that's all I remember. Like I, okay. I am like I want to know that conversation. I want to see it like play out. Like he just rolls up. He's like, "Hey, shaking these burgers. You want to go out with me?" Oh man, he's what saying that her love is worth. Date with Avril Lavigne, Big Max. You know she's dated worse. She dated the Nickelback singer for a while. So I mean, for some reason that beautiful woman is scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, who knows? Well, this is how you remind me. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see you later, skater boy. <laughs> see, no! see, that was that oh, was the yeah. issue in the first place. She had a whole song about her low expectations. Like it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's what happens when you're a teenager. Um, all right, well, Fish, uh, I'm sorry, you know, you had to break apart from the inside, but maybe the world is all the better for it. Who knows? Um, Who knows? But, uh, glad you're here. Not exactly the real sacred text that's on swordshone.com, but you can go check that out if you want to see what the real sacred text is. I'll leave a teaser for you. Um, 
And of course, I'm Morgan Barnes from Montana. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this show. Josh, your sacred text for me. Um, okay, so this is how it reads. That <laughs> I have once had a thing for ogres, but I have since moved on to Pokemon. Now, I did tell Josh in confidence one time that I had a erotic fantasy, erotic dream about an ogre, and apparently it stuck with him um, in the deep recesses of his brain. So, mm-hmm. sorry about that, Josh. <laughs> if anyone wants to know, yes, I did. I had a dream about an ogre. She, it basically imagine like, I'm trying to defend myself here. Imagine <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was the scariest hand job. I've ever had. No, it was, um, yeah, imagine like, it was, you know, she was an ogre-esque in some ways, but very beautiful. She had, you know, very voluptuous features, uh, green skin, um, but still shapely in a way that was confusing. Like I was turned on, but confused about it. So, oh, and here's the best part. <laughs> For some reason, even though you'd think orcs would have really large members, my tiny white member was just, it was like an interspecies thing. It was really doing it for her. So, it was, it was, well, uh, just getting a lot of nods on the that's webcam. That's why it was a dream. It was a beautiful dream. And uh, actually one of the timber dreams I have. But yes, I don't know about the moved Jeez. on the Pokemon thing. But uh, yes, the ogre thing is true. And now you know something about me that you wish you didn't. So I'm sorry. Um, but you're going to learn a lot of things about us. The whole world is sorry <laughs> at that revelation. <laughs> No, I've implanted it. It's like Inception, so everyone's just going to have erotic ogre fantasies now. Uh, I'm sorry about that. That's where it came from. Sniffle. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things you might want to forget after this show, or maybe not, because the, the coolest thing about this show, whether you agree with us or disagree with us as we count down our favorite games of the decade, is it's kind of a, a nice personality test for us. You can get to, to know us a lot more, and it's just all in good fun. At the end of the show, we'll try to pick a game of the decade. And the only real rule we have is that we're allowed to have one tie. Um, one year, we can pick two game, a two-way tie. So I told Fish earlier before the show, no cheating and like saving your tie for the very end. You got to use your tie on that year, and if the year passes you by, it's gone. Okay? Because what Fish will do, he's telling me, he's thinking about saving it and then throwing it as a life raft to somebody else when we start fighting. That sounds like a dangerous idea. Um, mm. Smart. Mm-hmm. Crafty. Yeah. Dangerous dangerous but i'm trying to help out my friends all right yeah. all right um all right well without further ado i don't i was checking here to make sure we didn't have any other rules i wanted to say we have a lot of cool stuff if you support us on patreon um we have a lot of really cool stuff on our private instagram page for a five dollar patreon tier really cool stuff went up uh, just tonight actually i got a bunch of cool stuff stuff up including Rare footage of us from like 2015, all on Skype talking. Uh, some of Josh's secret, possibly hot sauce, uh, and more. So there's a, if you really enjoy the show, we do some really cool stuff on our private VIP Instagram page. You don't want to miss it. But let's get to it. Um, let's get right on to it. 2008 is where we are starting because up to 2017 gives us exactly 10 years and allows us to skip 20, 2007, which is a crazy fucking year. Um, all right, I'm just going to kind of toss it around here and see how you guys are feeling. First, let's go ahead and throw it to Shay. We'll throw it to Shay Layton here. 2008, um, what did you settle on for your game of the year? I have to use my tie here. This is the Already? hardest wow. year for okay. me. Mm. Um, my runner-up is pains me so, so much to say this. It is going to be Dead Space. 
Um, oh. It hurts so bad to do that, because that game is just... That was a true horror game, and it was one of the last true horror games I ever played. Um, yeah. It it just... It, it was perfect in terms of a horror game, but... um. It for me the tie went first to Fallout Three, um, as mm-hmm. everyone no here knows. I love Bethesda and I love Fallout and I love Elder Scrolls. Uh, Fallout Three for me, it's funny because I bought that game um, at opening night and I didn't play it for almost six months because I was still addicted to Call of Duty. And uh, <laughs> one of my friends sat me down one day and said, "You are going to play this game because it's phenomenal." And he sat me down, and I played it for a month and a half straight, and I didn't play anything else. That game, for me, um, was one of the... It wasn't the first, but it was one of the first... uh, One of the first open-world games I played that just I felt completely immersed in. And, uh, yeah, like I still think about that game all the time. I always want to go back and play it, but um, I always worry that, you know, my memory will, will... you know, make me think it's one thing, and then me actually playing it again, I'm gonna be like, "Whoa, this isn't as good as I remember." So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of the same way with you. I'm I'm the same way with you on that Shay. Is um, whenever Fallout Four came out, like I I started thinking about all my nostalgia with Fallout Three, um, and yeah. that Fallout Three is also my game of the 2008 as well, game of that year, yeah. um. And mm. Dead Space as well came up as my runner-up, uh, surprisingly. Mm. But but not but your tie or your runner-up? Because Shay said it was his tie. Well, no, okay, no, no, no. Okay. Dead right. Space is my runner-up. I still haven't announced the other tie. Okay, okay. Game. Okay, sorry. So yeah, okay. The wow, Dead Space was not part of the tie. Okay, so that threw me off. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, but yeah, like like you were saying, Shay, it, Fallout Three was one of those. I never played Oblivion, but. Uh, that was Shame. probably Bethesda, Bethesda's first like real immersive role playing game, uh, with the first person view. Um, but for some reason, I never got into it because it was it was more of a swords magic, uh, you know, fairy tale creatures and your basic fantasy essentially. Uh, that seems up your tale. alley. <laughs> That's- it does, except the fact that I've been playing that in EverQuest and to a degree like World of Warcraft as well. Okay. Um, even fantasy though World fatigue. of Warcraft def- Yes, I had fantasy fatigue and Fallout 3 coming out like just seemed to hit all it, it just seemed like it hit at the right time for me where I was at in that point in my life because I was I just came off of Call of Duty 4. I've been playing that for like two months straight. So mm-hmm. like I was I was fixated on first person shooter genre at that point, um, along with uh, Halo Three, which I believe did yeah came out previous yeah. year yeah, yeah two thousand seven. Yeah. Um, so I was in that uh, whole mindset of just loving first person shooters, but Fallout Three took on uh, took RPG elements that were sort of. Re- shown in like call of duty where you were leveling up but it was more of like just like a quick hitters of showing you progress just showing you progress on the screen and giving you little things that you could do within the matches um fallout 3 was just like a whole world that you just dropped into and like 
everything from like the was that like your system. first? I don't interrupt you. Was that your first like massive scale RPG in first person? I'm sure, yes. was there, I can't think of anything before that that would have got you. Probably, I I would want to say like Mass Effect because that was heavy on its it's RPG not first person as though. Well. That's yeah, third it's person. third person. But you could play Fallout Three in third person. But yeah, I I opted always for first yeah. person in that. Who game. does that? Who plays it? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh-huh. That was kind of the first one to kind of bring people over. The really classical RPG elements, character choices, yeah. a lot of that, a lot of that good stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and like yeah, the world. Um, Go ahead, Jay. I was gonna say on top of that, um, one one of the things for that game for me is it was kind of a setting that I didn't know that I wanted, and when it released, it was something that setting was very very new to me. Um, yes, where it was just like apocalyptic. this apocalyptic world the, the that road. happened in the 1950s um, and 40s, like where where this music is playing that like. That music plays such an integral part into why that experience is so good because when you're playing the game, that music makes you feel like you're in a weird way, like you're at home or like you're at your grandparents' house or something. It just makes you feel warm <laughs> and like you belong there. Or and like that, of the all of that was just stuff I never knew I wanted in a game. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Vibe, yeah. sign, time, and place. Yeah, those are good ones. Um, yeah, my, my, um, my other tie, and I'll keep this really brief, uh, my other tie game was, uh, Rock Band 2. Um, oh, the reason, yeah, that's a big one, yeah. The, the reason why I picked that one, and that, that was the for sure one that had to stay on the list, is because, um, I remember my friends and I, um, one night we were hanging out, and we, we were playing the first Rock Band, and... We just went to the store and we decided, hey, let's just get all the other uh, like instruments. We only had guitars at the time. I was like, I'll buy everything. And I ended up picking up drums, and I played drums most of the night. And that was pretty much on the cusp of uh, Rock Band 2 coming out. And so yeah, I just started that drumming addiction, and then Rock Band 2 came out. And then pretty much I would alternate between Call of Duty and Rock Band 2 almost daily. I was playing those games almost daily. And uh, Rock Band 2, I, I got to the point on the drums where, like, I was doing everything on Expert. Um, I was singing while I was drumming on the game. It just got, got a little obsessive, I admit that. But then it got to the point where I was like, maybe I should turn this into a real thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then I actually ended up buying real drums, and I taught myself to play drums. And now I, I you know, now I play drums consistently i've played it in multiple bands i've played it with morgan as we've mentioned before um i play in japan with some guys it's a a game actually influenced something in my real life not that other games don't but it it was like a skill that ended up being transferable to my everyday life um for me because i love drumming i love music and it, it it's incredible like i i had no expectations playing that game and it ended up being just this incredible thing for me it opened a brand new door for me and uh i, yeah. I have to give all the love i can to that game yeah it's cool to see the skills translate back and forth like i play real guitar and i was good at um guitar hero i didn't have the reverse of you but that's a that's a cooler story i wish i could say it inspired me to play real guitar 
I don't have a cool story like that, but it was cool to see the skills. Like, I was good at Guitar Hero better than my friends because I played real guitar. Like, there was those skills were, were really a one to one thing, which I thought was uh, really cool. So, yeah, that's, that's a good story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I played with Shay in bands as well. So, um, your life could have been completely different without Rock right. Band 2. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Man, okay, I think that's definitely worthy of the tie for sure. Okay, so two fall Fallout threes um, and a rock band. Um, we don't want to give it the short thrift. The tie does count as a victory. Josh, I'm patiently waiting over there. I'm curious to see what you settled on looking at this list here. Yeah, this one. These were all tough years. Like just before before I get to any of these, in this list of ten games that I've had to make more than ten games because of the tie and whatnot, but this list of mm-hmm. ten games. I started out with over 120 games to whittle it down from that were possibilities. Like, this last decade has been really good. Really good in gaming. Um, it's, it's easy to miss that. Like, there's, there's a ton of stuff here that didn't really get a ton of attention. It, it, it's, it's really easy to kind of gloss over it and say, oh, there's nothing but call of duties it's all modern warfare and yeah it's there's there's really good stuff out there if you take the time to find it yeah so anyway yeah back to 2008 um this one was a really tough one for me just because one of my favorite games a few of my favorite games of all time but one of my favorite games of all time uh mirror's edge came out this year which I love. Like it, I feel like that kind of did a lot for the first-person control scheme that people mm-hmm. didn't realize you could do. Um, yeah, yeah. And it had a I lot of problems because it was game. a first step. Like it had a lot of problems because it was a first step. But I feel like that was... Th- th- this year was tough because I feel like it was really influential games came out this year. Um with like Fallout Three, the this you know the switch to, um, mm-hmm. to that genre, Mirror's Edge, which again, kind of showed really cool stuff you could do with first person again, um, and then the game that I finally landed on for this year, Braid. Wait, which, can I guess? Can I... Oh damn it! Sorry, damn sorry, it. I got there beforehand. Yeah, no, you're fine. You're but, fine. You got but, yeah, too but fast. I, too I feel quick. like it again, really in- influential because it it really kicked off. I mean, it was not the first indie game. I mean, there were there were games before mm-hmm. that. Cave Story came out beforehand. There, it was, but it was the first one that was such a massive mainstream hit that it allowed indie yes. games to become what they are now. Um, yes, and I yes. think that you you, you 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 can't overstate that. It's it's really helped pretty much every other indie game out there just from the visibility it got. Um, and it's also the story deservedly in, yeah. so the deservedly so. The story in Braid, I will remember forever. Like I used to um, print out like the all the little quotes from whenever you would transfer from like one level to the other, mm-hmm. and he would just you know was talking about like life and the story and everything, and like the ending of that game. Like it it didn't win for me, Josh, but only because I sucked at the puzzles. I had to cheat. <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't good at puzzles games, and it was like frustrating for me. Yeah. But the, I will remember the story in Braid. If you haven't played Braid, e- even if you need a walkthrough to get through the puzzles, I. I always tell everyone that's one story that you must experience. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually was, it was, um, 
because I kind of did what Josh did too. I just made a list of all these games, and 2008 was the hardest year for me by far. And Braid was one of hmm. one of the few that I had to cut out, and it pained me to cut it out because it's it's such a good game. Really There's some pivotal good games that Josh hated, like Metal Gear Solid Four. You didn't, Josh hated. We had, we fought it about that game pivotal. so much. It was just another Metal uh, Gear. No, that's not true. Well, sort of. It was just another Metal Gear game after Metal Gear Solid Three, the special edition that came out, because it basically controlled the same as that. Now that I think about it, it was the first one that yeah, originally I mean, I just... came out with that control scheme, though. So it was a new Metal Gear game that way, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. Fable 2, Gears 2, Metal Gear Solid 4, GTA yeah. 4, Super Smash Brothers, Brawl, Soul Calibur 4, even, I think, Guitar Hero World Tour came out that year as well. Um, it was a good year. It was a good year. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, so for me, it was Dead Space. I mean, not to be anticlimactic, but I yeah. I definitely had to go with Dead Space. I, As a horror game, I, I put a poll up on our Instagram page. Um, most of the polls I did this week, which, by the way, if you follow us on Instagram at Swordchomp, you can vote every Tuesday when I run the polls, and we will talk about them on the show. I tried to do broad questions just for fun to see if anything could win, because it's hard to win some of the things I asked this week. And I was considering, like, maybe 55% of victory, um, because it's either a yes or no for something that is an entire decade. That's a huge statement to make to yeah. get people to agree upon. And Dead Space actually won. It had 55% of people said, yes, this is the best horror game of the decade. And that, that impressed me. That actually came back with a victory. Just barely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, you could definitely make a case for it as, as being, yeah, the best in the decade. I'm going to be an asshole and say that I think it's PT, but... Well, I, I <laughs> kind of agree Hills with demo. you, but it's, again, not being a whole game, it's hard to... But, yeah, but for the experience it gave you, it. <laughs> it was, yeah. how do you quantify your experience? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Dead Space just as a game inspired our older podcast that we mentioned sometimes. Uh, it that game inspired me because it's almost like a perfect game, like the from the narration to just the pacing to how the gameplay was unique at the time, dissecting creatures by their limbs to the horror elements, the sound, the music wasn't super memorable, but the sound design was incredible. So yeah. that game just for me in this year, Fallout Three was incredible. Um, I think I just lost interest in it after like 30 hours because it was so dark and dismal and, you know, it was like the road. And after like 30 hours, I, I wasn't bored of the game. I just sort of like, I think I got over sickened by all that stuff. Um, but I love Fallout 3. I love Metal Gear Solid 4 with my heart, but Metal Gear Solid 4 was just a beautiful fanfare for the, for fans of the series like me, but the game itself, I could take or leave. I like this. I love the story. I want I could take or leave the game and I don't want to give game of the year to a game that I can take or leave the gameplay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I take it more seriously than that. I know we've argued about, a lot about that, Josh. It's very different than the original Metal Gear games. But yes, so Dead Space for me was a nearly perfect game. Um, I guess I mostly agree with the listeners if you don't want to include uh, PT. And uh, yeah, yeah, I've, I, that game was a huge inspiration and I think very underappreciated. Did you guys know that Dead Space does not have a very high Metacritic ranking? Did you guys know that? Hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The original. Um, the original Dead Space on, just see, game rankings. I'm going to give you the review right now as we move on. And yeah, so thank you everyone who voted. 55%. Congratulations to Dead Space. You are voted as the best horror game of the decade, um, which is no, no easy feat. Yeah, the original Dead Space on game rankings has... Oh, no, I lied. 
89%. That's pretty damn good. All right, well, toss that in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, Dead Space, Fall 2 Fallout 3s, Rock Band 2, and Braid. So, yes. Great year. That year, man, that year. Yeah. Also, that year also had Ninja Gaiden 2. Eh. Okay. What? <laughs> oh, I never played it, so I don't know. Yeah. It was not sorry, my thing at all, but I would have at least mentioned Left 4 Dead. Like, you could have made a case for that. Being Definitely. Definitely. That's another one of those games cases. that had to get cut off the list, and it broke my heart. Mm-hmm. And that's what this, this, what this show's about. Breaking people's hearts. Yep. Um, and by the way, if you want to shout out, disagree, agree with us, anything at all about the show, just email us, uh, swordchomp at gmail.com. We'd love to read it. 2009, let's move on. Uh, Josh, I'll throw it to you first, because you patiently waited around the last time here. <laughs> 2009 was a weird... This was the first year we did a podcast that shall not be mentioned. Um, no, no. We used to do an old podcast back in the day. Um, so I have an idea, but I want... One of the cool things we did with this show, and I just want to say this real quickly and I'll shut up, is we told each other that if we wanted to change our game of the years, because of how we felt over time, we were allowed to do that. So I might know what Josh picked back when I knew him in 2009, but he might feel differently about that game now. So we'll see. Now, Josh... You picked Assassin's Creed 2 in 2009. I remember it very well. Mm -hmm. But how do you feel about that today? It barely made my list for contention. Wow. Like, wow. I like Same. a lot of the Same. things that it did, but it's just... It's so unmemorable this far after the fact. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like I, do, I feel like it's really important, but I also feel like... It, it's it's stuck with me the least of the games I've played there. And and that's saying a lot because 2009 is probably the Weak. least competition I've had yeah. for a year. A sad a, a, year. Yeah. So so the fact that even compared to the other games in this list, I don't remember it that well. It kind of shows you the way it's it's sticking power, I guess. Do you think that the over and I'll just say this real quick. Do you think the oversaturation of Assassin's Creed now has sort of sullied the taste in your I mouth? Do, I do, I do, because I mean, I really liked the setting in Assassin's Creed Two. Like it was, mm -hmm. it was really good. It was, it, it, it got that whole tourism as a game thing down, like in a way a lot of other yes. games have, you know, slowly gotten to. Um, mm -hmm. and I think that's important, well, curious, but yeah. it's, it is, like I said, not even contention for game <laughs> that I, but it's, again, the competition here is not particularly rough. Yeah. yeah so. It's not, I mean, I think a lot of people go with Batman Arkham Asylum, but I, it was a rough year. Yeah. Uh, that was on my list for contention just because I feel like that one started something Uncharted kind of two. Yeah, yeah kind of the same same sort of thing same sort of feelings but again i never really liked arkham asylum as much as everyone else did so it yeah um anyway what i finally finally landed on um, can i guess just for fun yes I'll, I'll i'll let you guess this time is it dragon age new no. damn it oh god is damn it call it. of duty right, modern warfare 2 <laughs> uh no this this was kind of a pitiful year and so you end up with a pitiful <laughs> anyway whatever wow uh, congratulations pitiful game hey, winner 
Halo ODST. Oh, that could be it, yeah. No, although I did enjoy that one a lot. I thought about that mm -hmm. some, but... Damn. Again, is, these are the ones that have stuck with me the most, and so they had to be at least unique in some way. Um, and, Was it my game of the year? <laughs> well, anyway, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll tell you the game that it would have been, except that I didn't so, want to stack my list, and then the game it actually is. Like A lot of foreplay here. Yes, yes. Um, the, the two games that have stuck with me the most from that year are Flower and Brutal Legend. Oh, Flower. I because they're both just so different that they're experiences that I remember even now. Like, going back to that year, those two stuck out the most. Um, and it likely would have been Flower, just for the simplicity, except that there's another game coming up that was also made by them that I didn't want to give two games to the same creator if I could avoid yeah. it. So, it, it's wow. Brutal Legend. Brutal Which Legend. Which I, I feel wow. has, got, I I feel has gotten a bad rap. It's, it's not an amazing game, but it's still a really good, really fun time. And super unique even now. Here's the problem with Brutal Legend for people. Not for me. Because I, if you don't like the game it turned into, I could get why you're upset. But mm -hmm. if you were okay with it turning from an open world game into a weird strategy game, then there's a lot to love about it. So it, I think that's what happened is it started off as sort of a, a nice quirky open world game and then it morphs into this weird ass strategy game. But if you love well, weird ass strategy games. I mean it... it... It's not even so much that. Like, they slowly give you the strategy elements. Like, they, it's kind of an extended tutorial thing going on there. Like, I don't even feel like it morphed halfway through the game. It's just they were slowly building up to all that stuff. Okay. But they were, they were legally not allowed to ever call it a strategy game because of their no. publisher. Yeah. Like, ever. That was that like, was like a You cannot thing. call this a strategy mm. game. It'll tank sales. And so they were legally not allowed to call it a strategy game. We got Jack Black in here. Come on, man. Don't mm -hmm. do this. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so weird, yeah. Yeah. There was some cool stuff about that game I love. The personality, like the intro, the Jack Black they got. Like, that, that is a weird place in time, thinking about that game. Mm-hmm. That's some cool Yeah, ideas. it was very weird. It was, it was, like, stuck between, like, nin Nintendo 64 type of polygonal open world running around and like this weird action adventure type of thing going on but then it morphs into or goes into that different gameplay that you end up eventually yeah takes over the whole yeah game. like a rts where you only control the commander like it's yeah, yeah it's it's such a bizarre thing like really I, I wish there were a community that was still around to play multiplayer with that game, because I think that would be such a fun game to actually play the multiplayer with. But it was just, it bombed. Was the soundtrack so, custom, or was it like uh, it was just classic Rockets? No, it was, licensed, it, was, okay. it was licensed heavy metal. Like, they had a lot <laughs> yeah. of, um, like Ozzy Osbourne and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, nice transition from Tenacious D for him to Brutal Legend, I would mm -hmm. say. Probably pretty easy transition for Jack Black. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Yeah, you caught me off guard there. Um, nice. All right, Brutal Legend. Uh, I will just slip mine in here real quick so I can keep the order, keep people on their feet. Uh, mine was Borderlands. I decided to keep it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it was a pretty sad year, and over time, I just don't like the shooting in Borderlands. It feels really stiff compared to a lot of shooters. Like, yeah. I mean, I love the loot. Like, when we first played it, I remember the first night, we got together, 
And it was like playing World of Warcraft, but with like first person shooting. Like we went in, we did like a tiny little raid, we got some epic loot, and it was like the coolest feeling in the world. Um, mm-hmm. And now that wouldn't really hold up at all. But at the time, it was and that music ain't no yeah. rest for the wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. had a lot of good times with that game. Like it was, <sighs> we did. But yeah, like that. That was also on my oh. list for contention. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized it was. It was the multiplayer that made it interesting. Mm-hmm. And yes, and you look, I, I love loot games, but I Borderlands 2, I just don't like the shooting in Borderlands that much. It doesn't hold up compared to other games, but the concept of it uh, was yeah. enough at the time. I, I still have hope for Borderlands 3. I think Borderlands 3 could still be amazing Me too. Me too. I would love for that to be a good game. I would love to be able to get together and have all four of us play some Borderlands 3. Oh, yeah. That would be oh, yeah. awesome. Yep. Not Shay. Shay's just quietly holding back his hatred for uh, Borderlands <laughs> right now. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of it um, when it came out, just because I played it, like, when I played it, you guys are fortunate enough that you got to play it with uh, each other. I had a roommate that mm-hmm. when I bought it, we were supposed to play it together, and then he got a girlfriend, and then he quit playing it with me, so I was left to play it by <laughs> myself. It. And it was such a fucking boring-ass game by myself. It was so yeah, that boring. I could see that. I could see by yourself that being boring. Yeah, yeah. Was that was that was that roommate me? Because <laughs> I ended up playing Borderlands with my girlfriend. Hey, you never had a girlfriend. What are you talking about? No, no. Whenever me and my wife were dating, that was the no. game we played together, and that's the first why one? the first one, Borderlands, mm-hmm. is my 2009 game best game of that year. Wow, that was right. segue. Good job. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my wife played that game endlessly. Um, like, we were both addicted to that loot. Um, that you. We were just addicted to that game. Uh, she sucks at first person shooters, but for some reason <gasps> she did well because. Because it, of, you know. It doesn't, re- it doesn't require skill, really. It's just. Uh, no, stacking. no. <laughs> it's more of the skills that you're. Uh, your characters get like yeah. you become reliant upon like the mm-hmm. different uh skills that each character has um yeah um and i, like I was yeah, the berserker just, <sighs> like mm-hmm. what was your what was your go-to who were you um when me and my wife played i was mordecai but when i first started playing uh i was With us, um your real friends the soldier guy i forgot his uh, name that was before fish abandoned us for his oh. girlfriend Roland? history of Roland, Roland, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Characters are better in that one, too, than the other one. Yeah, anyway, okay, sorry, if I should interrupt you. So, yeah, so you're still, yeah. you, that was a big part of, like, your relationship with your dating your wife. You'd play Borderlands and then go pound it out for a couple hours, play Borderlands, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes playing <laughs> Borderlands and pounding. <laughs> Just Fish, is it fair to say that you would land in her borders? <laughs> Josh already immediately knew what was coming. It didn't even, it didn't even oh, give it time I, to sink in. I, I, I can see him shaking his head hands. before I even got it you out. You got a little pre-shake going on there. I did. Uh, ain't no rest for the wicked, wicked fish. Well, that's cool, <laughs> fish. We both uh, both settled on Borderlands. Loot. We are also we're susceptible to that loot addiction, so. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah, said. But I enjoyed the gunplay in that game. It's, the the, the guns you? in okay, that okay. game. Uh, yeah, the guns you're... were 
I think your take on gunplay in that game really comes down to luck, because some of them felt good, good. And a lot of them were soul-crushingly awful to wield every time you took them out. Um, I guess for me, it's kind of like a movement thing, like a character movement, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to get into the technicalities, but that's a boring conversation. Fair enough. You're probably right, though, Josh. Certain guns probably felt like... It's a random drop, right? So if you got something yeah. really cool... Mm-hmm. So. Yep. All right. Yeah, well, so... Fish. Good choice. Go ahead. No, sorry. Go ahead. You were in the middle of telling oh, something. no. I think no. I said my piece on it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good choice. I was going to ask... Oh, Fish, I was making an observation. It looks like when you were a kid, you loved loot games, you loved deep classic RPGs. 2008 rolls around, they finally put a first-person shooter in your RPG. 2009 rolls around, they finally put a first-person shooter in your loot game. There's a trend here that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it's building up to something. <laughs> I don't know what. Oh, okay, I'll save that joke. Um, Alright, well, uh, good choice, and Shay, you can round it up here. Shay, what was your choice for 2009? Oh, this, this is easy. It... This yeah, is this... easy. What, do, what do you think it is? Modern Warfare 2. It is absolutely Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> you're goddamn right. Um, that game was like it swept me by storm. Uh, the first, the first one, obviously, the first Modern Warfare was a big game for me. But the second one kind of perpetuated that along. Um, it added that Spec Ops, which I remember doing that with some friends because um, a bunch of friends and I would play that game, and we were all super addicted to that game. It was it. It was just a game that I would play and play and play. Um, yeah, I I don't want to say too much about it because we all know the story of Modern Warfare. But yeah, I absolutely love that game. And uh, I spent so many hours playing it. And I had a very big addiction to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1 and 2 um, for the longest time. And it took me... Uh, <laughs> I told this, jo- or this uh, story on the old podcast and I'll tell it again. Uh, there's a point um where i was playing that game and i ended up getting so mad because my internet connection was just so bad that i ended up <laughs> i was shooting this guy and he he happened to turn around while i'm shooting him and killed me and we're playing hardcore so it's a one hit kill scenario and uh this was like the third time with the same guy that this happened so i got really mad and i stood up and i punched my wall and i punched a hole through my wall and um mm. i just sat there for a minute being like what the fuck did i just do and at that moment <laughs> i knew i needed to quit playing any type of competitive online multiplayer for a long time so i that was the <laughs> pr- pretty much the last day i consistently played call of duty was that day um after i realized that <laughs> uh, maybe i should not be punching holes in my wall you know you did just make me think of a possible show topic Rage, game rage. <laughs> when, when have we lost it? Because um, I have a game mm-hmm. cut up later that actually made me. I, I'm, I'm a grown adult. I don't throw controllers, but there's one game I played that turned me into a tantrum filled two year old, and we'll talk about later. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's a pretty good. You know, to be fair, Shane, I, that game, we weren't sick of Modern Warfare at the time. I That was still in the heyday. The mm-hmm. one thing I loved about that game was that scene everyone hated because I'm just that kind of person where you had to be the bad guys and mow down all the, you could mow down all the civilians and it was really controversial, but I just thought it was really cool that they were willing to put something in there that was kind of so vile and, and offensive. Um, 
I, I really enjoyed, I thought that was a really bold thing to do at the time. But remember, it was really controversial. There was a warning when you started the game. It was like this game depicts yes. some horrific stuff. So. Yeah, I remember that. And I mean, looking back at that now, it's probably still be controversial, but not as controversial. I think that was given I the wonder, time. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like in retrospect, like if we were to look at the movie, what is it? The interview with Seth Rogen and James Franco at the time, it was such a big deal. Now, not mm-hmm. as big of a deal, but yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time that, yeah, that was such a huge, huge, um, risk to take. So, well, you know, at the time, Modern Warfare yeah. 2 had two big balls, man. They had cojones. They were doing some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. They did. They had which, the biggest had... balls of them all. I wish they had balls now. A rather ballless series, if you ask me. Um, all right, well, that they rounds up to... So, They're lacking a scrotum. Yeah, a certain uh, testicular fortitude. All right, so Josh um, went with uh, Brutal Legend. Me and Fish went Borderlands, and Shay rounded it up um, with Modern Warfare 2. My brain almost died on me there, but I got them all. All right, 2010... Uh, This is a crazy fucking year. Just looking at this list, Mass Effect 2, New Vegas, Red Dead Redemption, StarCraft 2, Limbo, Super Meat Boy, God of War 3, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Heavy Rain, Bioshock 2, Deadly Premonition, Metro Nether, and Dog Kong Country Returns. This year was fucking crazy. All right. So on that note, I want to throw it to Fish first, because why not? Fish, help me try and sort out the madness of 2010. What do you you got? I don't feel the same way you do. Yeah. 2010 no. was empty. Yep. What? For me. What Not the completely f- empty, but fuck. close to empty. Yeah, I only picked out two games, and, like, I'm kind of in a toss-up with both of them. <laughs> like, I could go either way on both of them. That's um, not the conviction I want to hear. No. And I'm, I'm tempted to just use my tide right now so I can talk about those two games. Yeah, do it. Uh, just use your tie. You don't care. If you don't even have a passion for your tie, you might as well just fucking use it. Okay. Well, first one, God of War 3. Okay. Good choice. Good choice. Is it? And? Josh. <laughs> Josh it's okay, Josh. It's okay. <laughs> just sweep that one underneath the rug. Just know that it's still here. Um, Final Fantasy 13. Oh, sleeper! Good choice. Wow, yeah. I didn't even put mm-hmm. that on my thing. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. I I enjoyed Final Fantasy thirteen. Um, I I ended up playing a little bit of it, and then I fell off of it. But I came back to it later on down the road, and thoroughly enjoyed that game. Like I thought, the paradigm shifting, um, yeah, for your characters in battle was uh, brilliant, and it. <laughs> We're gonna fight about that. I I honestly think it was. It, yeah, it's that's more. Fair. It, it, yeah. It's 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 a lot more in depth than just you know picking out attacks. Even though a lot of times you could, your characters essentially auto attacked. You would just want to shift their roles in the yeah in midway through the battle to kind of keep yes. up with chains or mm-hmm. uh, focus attention on a certain character or start healing yeah. up. Stuff like that, and I, it got really addictive. And once I realized, once I got into the flow of that game, like it felt really good to just like start chaining, knowing wh- which which characters plays a better role at certain parts um, in battles. And um, a- after each battle, you would also be ranked by uh, how well you did in that battle, as far as like time and yeah. how much damage. 
uh, how long you could keep the enemy up in the air as well. So I, I thought the combat was very engaging compared to previous entries in the Final Fantasy uh, in, uh, series. And mm-hmm. yeah, mm. that, that game definitely does still stick out to me. Um, yeah, good choice. I would fantasy games go. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you a question about lightning or snow. I was going to tell you snow villiers, cool character or lame character? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, two thumbs up. Oh, there really? you go. All right. I think lightning, as far as I remember, lightning is the only character in 13 and 13 2. She was a great character. No, come on. There was a guy with a chocobo in his afro. I don't remember his name, but I remember that. There you go. Saws. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, Lightning was a great. She was a good character, though. She was. She was. She was kind of cloud esque because she yeah. was kind of like. But well voice acted, I thought. Yes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Cloud didn't really ever have voice acting. So. All right, good choice, Fish. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's actually surprised me. Good one. Good one. Good on you. Um, all right, let's keep the switch up here. Shay, what did you got for 2010? This was another really hard year for me, um, just because this is another one where I wanted to use a tie, but I unfortunately already used my tie. Mm-hmm. Um, my runner-up, and this breaks my heart, because this is one of my favorite games of all time, but it didn't, it weirdly enough, didn't have as much impact as the other game I'm going to name. Uh, Super Meat Boy was my runner-up. Oh wow. wow! And it was it was really 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 hard to uh, make that. You knocked choice. Josh out of his seat. I'm looking on webcam. You knocked Josh out of your seat. He's with that literally runner. out. I'm a, I'm a, um, what happened? I think I stroked out there for a while. <laughs> Did Shay just say that Did Super you... Meat Boy wasn't his game of the year? That's that happened. Oh my god! He was actually he was about to tell us Donkey Kong Country Returns was his game of the year in a shocking twist. Oh, goodness. Right. I, yeah, I thought I was hallucinating. Okay. No, you're, it's real, Josh. I heard it too, and I'm shocked. Unfortunately not. No. But the game okay. that abs- absolutely won it was Mass Effect 2, which is the same game that I had listed as my game of the year back then as well. Um, okay. I'm, I'm a, the reason being, I'm a very, very, very big fan of Star Trek. Um and that game was as close as it'll ever come, I think, for a while at least, um, to Star Trek. Like, it, it felt, mm-hmm. it just, it was such a good game at the time. And uh, I still think it probably, if I went back and played, I think I would absolutely still love the game. It was phenomenal. Everything it did was perfect. Like, it, it expanded upon the first game, and it was just as good, if not better. Uh, fine-tuned a lot of the issues that the first one had uh, in terms of mechanics. Um, It kept the same great music, and it basically gave us such lofty expectations for the third one that even though the ending of the third one was highly controversial, I don't think any game could have lived up to that expectation because Mass Effect 2 just was just in a league of its own in terms of expectations. And for good reason. So, yeah, Mass Effect 2. Probably a good time to talk about Mass Effect now, because I don't know, I don't think it'll really come up again too much later, maybe. But um, it's, I, yeah. I, it's not my personal choice. Uh, Josh, is it yours? I just want to say that right now. No. 
No, it was okay. also but, in contention, but didn't didn't make the cut. That was hard because Mass Effect 2 is considered a masterpiece. Like, So Mass Effect, I have nothing negative to say about the game. It's just Mass Effect 1 impacted me more because mm-hmm. it was it was my introduction it's to the, the series. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it leaned a little more into the RPG customization yes. kind of elements. Yeah, yeah. They smoothed out some of that with Mass Effect 2 in a, in a good way. It was a little more, I don't want to say they made it more mainstream, but they just, you well, know, they made it a little more accessible. Um, they removed... True. You still leveled up in crap, but they removed accuracy as something you leveled up, which was 100% yeah. the right call to make. Um, yeah, yeah. Because at the beginning of Mass Effect 1, you felt like someone who should not be entrusted with a gun. Like, no, yeah, you, you yeah, couldn't hit anything. That. Yeah. Uh, and near the end, it got to the point where, like, I could run around not even scoping in on a sniper rifle and just headshot everything because the scat the stats scaled so sharply in that game mm-hmm. compared to the others so yeah i mean the the yeah. music was so good to me me and fish used to like listen to this song at the end of mass effect one from the fonts over and over and over again like when we were when we were younger like just the world like maybe that one impacts me more but i have nothing bad to say about mass effect 2 i think that game is absolutely a classic a- yeah yeah Yes, um, absolutely. Yes. I mean, the and fantasy that's... of like, se- like having all these random sexual alien partners, or like, li- it's you're living <laughs> out your own. You're li- <laughs> that's all I cared about, really. You were living that was, out that this was fun back then, though. I remember us talking about like all the relationships we were having. Yep. That was that was such a fun yeah. aspect of that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mass Effect really was... Andromeda was so bad. Go ahead, go ahead, Josh. Sorry, you might. Well, I, I mean, obviously, Liara for life because. You're playing as Fem Shep, and uh, yeah, yeah. and like, oh, yeah. Tally won't have anything to do with you. Um, but uh, VR was nice. But yeah, the best thing about that no, was that the as the series queen. goes on, Liara was just using you to have a kid, mm. and it becomes such a cool <laughs> dynamic there. I think my fiance did that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um. I yeah. mean, who doesn't want to live on a fantasy world where you, I mean, a, a, live a fantasy life where you're in a spaceship and you can just go wherever you want and have relationships and stuff? I mean, that's yeah, that's like the dream. So good. So. Um, yeah, I, a lot of people are saying Mass Effect Two on our Instagram page too. I mean, I think that's probably a very universal slide. It's it's such a damn good game. That whole series is great. I don't have anything mm-hmm. really negative to say about it. I even love three. Love yeah. The ending of three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yes, don't think there's not a lot of love here for that game. So, Josh, what did you settle on, then? I settled on Super Meat Boy. Oh, wow. I did. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for doing Mm -hmm. it since I couldn't. (laughs) Yep. There was was some other good stuff. Like, not not a lot. Like, it was kind of lightweight compared to a lot of the other years, because there are some heavy-hitting years here. Um, Mm. So, like, I I was talking it down at the beginning, but it's in comparison to the rest of the decade. It's kind of a letdown. But that's... That's not. Anyway. Well, yeah. We disagreed on a lot of these games because a lot of games on here I liked Metroid, Donkey Kong, God of War, Limbo. You didn't. So that's probably yeah. why this year looks weird to you. Yeah. Well, this year, Red Dead Redemption, which I'm surprised hasn't been mentioned yet, was Me up too. there. That would have been in con- like another possibility for me. I was, I was, I kind of figured I'd hear more about that from you guys. Um, hasn't been mentioned yet, has it? Huh. Yeah, which is strange. But and then 
Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of other stuff that just kind of is meh by comparison. But Super Meat Boy is still... Brotherhood was really underrated, good. too. Remember that Assassin's Creed game that had that revolutionary multiplayer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I would have put that on here, but... It, that was the one of the mul- last games we played with Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No one knows who Adam is, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I almost put that on there just no for the multiplayer. Yeah. Because that multiplayer yeah. in Brotherhood was so good. But the rest of the game was, was so meh that it just it <laughs> took itself off my list for me. Dude, if you're I don't listening remember and you know a it. single thing about that fucking story. Yeah. Not a thing. Brotherhood? Yeah, not no, a it thing. Was, there was like this weird apple or something. It, wasn't, it was not bad. They were still trying to make the whole Ezio trilogy a thing. And so since it was the yeah, second game yeah. in that trilogy... Yeah. I think it was the second game well, in that trilogy. Or it maybe was, it was confusing because it was like it was they didn't like, put a number on the game. Yeah, they, You could tell at that point they were starting to drag it out. Mm-hmm. Like nothing got resolved in all of Brotherhood. It's like, here are 15 more conspiracies that will happen to all be tied into this. Like, nope, I see where you're going. I'm done. The multiplayer was friggin' yeah. amazing, though. So. Yeah. You had to like yeah. guess. If two was, two like, was so and, good and just Brotherhood just was not. <laughs> See, I, I don't this, I don't agree with that, but I will say it's not my choice either. Um, yeah, that's Me, wow. Okay, Meat Boy Josh, was the right choice there. Yeah, Meat Boy. So just to choice. expand on that, this one super was super tight game. Great I, music, I was not yeah, super. Huh? Yeah, I was not super impressed by this year overall. But this was actually kind of a hard choice because Super Meat Boy, and then another game that I loved was Bit Trip Runner. The first one. I've not been as enamored with the second and third runner games, but I absolutely loved Bit Trip Runner as well. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. the only thing that really kicked off was the rest of its series, whereas Meat Boy is still just, it's, it's something that you need to play. Yeah. So. I agree. That, that, if you love that game holds up too. It's, yeah. I mean, like still to this day, it is yeah. a phenomenal game. The mm-hmm. visual style is a little rougher now because I would say, but it does hold. It does. It still plays great, sounds great. Yep. It still looks a little. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's a surprise there. I did not expect Josh to pull the Meat Boy. If you'd have had Meat Boy, you could have had two. It could have been a, a push for Meat Boy down the road. <laughs> it's okay. Tough choices have to be made. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, it was hard for me to, to not give it to Heavy Rain. I was a big Heavy Rain supporter when it came out. Um, and, uh, not much of an actual video game, but just sort of a, a, a power, like an intro at the time it was really revolutionary I think, was, for games because it was, it was the best PowerPoint presentation to come out that year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you were just like, yes, you were following the motions like, Oh, to open the car door, turn the joystick. There wasn't a lot to it, but like the story was telling how good it looked at the time. It was really emo and brave. And I, I was all about it at the time, but definitely oh, over the years. What? <laughs> I was like th- thinking about like thinking about it now because I went recently like before I moved here I played that game and I remember thinking yes. back in the day man this game looks so fucking good and now good, yeah. like when I went back and played it I was like yeah. holy god this game looks like shit which this is crazy because yeah it was like an 11 out of 10 at the time and now it's like wow we've come a long way Anyways, in summation, it was Red Dead Redemption for me, just because that was the game at the time that I think it's had a lasting effect because Rockstar did not beat that series into the pulp. You know what I mean? Um, 
like a lot of other these other, a lot of these other games kind of kind of beat and i love i will fight people for on metro to the rim and donkey kong and limbo and all these other great games god of war me and josh fought about that plenty mass effect was incredible but red dead redemption was the first time i experienced anything like that that open world yeah. western the hunting the storyline carried me all the way through um even at the end when i thought it was over there was still like more story and more gameplay that was still incredible and that game p- people remember it so fondly today because there hasn't been another one and the next one yeah. will be out this year so that's that's a really important distinction like there were there were a lot of other games that just are, were not even games that i considered because the developers have not given me time to appreciate them like yeah it's like they, yeah, they, they don't let their own product stand out anymore because mm-hmm. of just the same old same old that we're getting at this point now you could probably make a case that eight years is a bit extreme for, for waiting for a game because that was 2010 um but that's where we are so i remember it pretty fondly like you said a lot of great games this year i could have i mean it was a coin flip for me but i will go with red dead redemption um all right moving on making good progress 2011 this is a big year um wow this is a this is a monster year for some people i would imagine uh skyrim portal 2 (laughs) arkham city uncharted 3 dark souls skyward sword mario 3d land deus ex dead space 2 bastion rage forza 4 and Catherine, now I'll start this one off because Bastion, when we did our, holy shit! Yeah, I forgot. Uh, Shay's, he's, he forgot about you. Forgot about Bastion. Fuck. Um, not like it would have beat Skyrim anyway for you. Let's be real here. Um. <laughs> anyways, uh, I'll start it off because I'll just get it out of this way because I know Shay hates this game, but um, Catherine was a game that I still find myself recommending to people now, and it's a game I don't think a lot of people played. Looking back at this list, there's a lot of great games, but nothing has overtaken my now. I haven't my love for Catherine. I haven't played Catherine, which was a game from the creators of Persona uh, three and four, and it was basically a puzzle game, like ten hours long or so. It was dark. It followed sort of it was like relationship decisions and stuff, dark puzzle elements. It was it just a very there's nothing like it. It was a very unique game, and then it had all the things that make Persona great super stylish that game still sticks with me to this day now i haven't played it since then so i'm not i haven't played it recently i'm just going off of my memories from that year when i picked it as my game of the year i hate puzzle games and this game was a puzzle game that i love at my core and that is something that means a lot to me when you can make me love a genre that i don't so Catherine, if you've never played it look for it i think it's on ps now or whatever if you want to give it a shot it's a puzzle game from people that made persona now, too many people don't know it exists um so yes, Catherine was my choice. Uh, Josh, what what did you settle on for 2011? For 2011, this oddly enough, this was kind of a. There were big games, but not a lot of them this year for me. Um, uh, I feel like it should be mentioned that Minecraft came out this year, which I know was did not really? really any of our thing. What? Well, <laughs> like it was released in like on Source forums and stuff before that but like the actual first release of like any sort of full game of minecraft was 2011 and that has been such a huge and influential game that needs to be mentioned and i didn't think any of you would thought you'd kind of gloss over it so bringing that up right here was not my game but worth knowing just mark that on your calendar there um 
my favorite game this year, and this was tough. I really enjoyed Catherine just like you did. I loved Bastion. Um, but Dark Souls is oh, my Dark Souls. game of the year. And like I know it's the quote-unquote second game in the series, but Demon Souls was so different from everywhere else they've gone with that formula since Dark Souls that it just it feels like its own thing at this point. It's so level-based. It's not... You don't really get a good feeling of exploration the way you do with all their other games since then. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's had Dark a little Souls of a longer is... effect with you over time. Because mm-hmm. I remember when you did the show back in the day, I want to say Catherine and Portal 2 were higher, but it sounds like yeah. Dark Souls has stuck with you longer over time. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of, all of those, those that, that you just mentioned, um, like if, if I had four this year, it would be Portal 2, Catherine, like you mentioned, Dark Souls, and Bastion. Those are all amazing games that have, that have stuck with me. Um, uh, no Skyrim? People are going to murder you in the streets. No, not really. I got bored of that fairly quickly. Um, oh, wow. Dropping bombs. I mean, there was also a Zelda game that came out this year that was beautiful, but was not particularly fun to play. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Like, big games, but... Skyward Sword didn't get a fair shot because it it was fighting against the Wii's power and also it wasn't fun, like, visually, and it wasn't fun to play with the motion control nonsense. It's it's unfortunate. Yeah. It had some really good levels in there, but you had to play the game to get to them. Um, which was, yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, I could see Dark Souls really kind of stealing it from me there. Um, wow, okay, cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a good choice. Um, and to drop some bombs about Skyrim, which reminds me of a poll I'm going to mention here in a second. Uh, Fish, go to you first, so we can, um... Mm-hmm. I, I was looking at this list, I know you pretty well, I have no idea... Where you're going with this? Li- I, I- <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was going down the list of all the games that came out that year that I did play uh, that year, and um, one that you guys probably haven't even heard of. It was, I believe, it was free off of PSN called Dungeon mm. Defenders. Oh God. Oh yeah! That's that's your runner-up, right? That is not your choice. Uh, I would say, yeah, that's my runner-up. Oh, um, oh okay. <laughs> Thought I was gonna lose you there, Morgan. And a lie. Um, no, me and my wife played that game as well. It's like a tower defense, but you assume the role of a single character, kind of your hero, and mm-hmm. you could wander the battlefield and you could pick between uh four different classes they had a knight mage archer and one other one that i'm forgetting um so basically every generic class in a video game monk monk (laughs) oh you say monk that is generic yeah okay yeah it is anyways it was fun like they all had different abilities um Mm -hmm. and they all built different towers as well uh, didn't it look like wow it had class. kind of a bright like world of warcraft kind of look yes, to it it yeah. did it did yeah um but it was really cool it was really cool you fought orcs that would come through different uh portals and it, it was just a. it was an it was a nice take on the tower defense uh deal 
Yeah, um, well, tower defense has kind of disappeared, huh? That was your runner-up, though. Yeah. That was my runner-up. Uh, the other game that I played that year, <laughs> Portal 2. Wow. Mm-hmm. I what? thought it was going to be yes. Gears of War. Mm, I didn't play it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Portal 2. Yeah. We're just swapping all these yeah. games of the year around. This is confusing. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're all just picking. For real, we, man. We did such a good job yeah. convincing everyone else why wife our favorite games of the year, whenever it originally happened, were good that everyone else is choosing them instead. <laughs> Yeah, I I enjoyed the fuck out of Portal, the original one. Um, uh, that came out in two thousand seven. Then four years later, they came out with Portal two, and I thought that was just as great of a uh, experience uh, solving puzzles. But in Portal two, you got to see more behind the scenes type of stuff instead of going from experiment room to the next experiment room um, until like the very end of portal where you start to kind of break past the realization that you are doing these uh, experiments for um, this AI Um, and portal two takes that just a little bit further and um, Mm -hmm. Goes to, goes in different places and it introduces uh, different abilities as well as far as like expanding upon the grav gun and the portals and introducing I think it was like a, a some sort of blue jelly I forgot what they called it in the game but yeah. some sort of blue the, jelly the painting you know. mechanics yes yeah where it, it, you used it for i i think bouncing around you could speed yourself up with one color and another color yes. was bouncy yeah i think those are the only two this sounds this sounds so comical talking about this i'm <laughs> pretty sure it was just those two colors it was just the orange and the purple or orange and the blue if if i recall mm. correctly it was just those two mm. i trust it i trust your memory better than my memory um <laughs> But yeah, uh, I enjoyed wow, that game. I didn't expect you to go with Portal 2, but then again, looking at this this year, there I know you pretty well, and I don't remember you mentioning any of these games in the past mm-hmm. as being things that meant a lot to you, so. Yep. Hmm. Cool. Portal 2, fish repping the port. See, some people are going to be happy. Speaking of which, people are probably getting ready to raise themselves because Skyrim has not been mentioned, but oh, and lo and behold, Shay Layton still has to give us his game of the year for 2011. Hmm. I, I do. Um, Skyrim was actually one of my runner-ups. Um, <laughs> That's funny. They're funny. <laughs> actually, my, my runner-ups uh, were Dead Space 2, because that's the first one that got me mm. into the series. Uh, it wasn't the first one that I actually played. It was the second one I played first, weirdly enough. Um, another one is Dead Island. I know a ton of people mm. didn't like that game, but I absolutely loved that game. Uh, it's part of my zombie fetish forever and ever. Um, I love that it was an open-world zombie game. It was a ton of fun for me. Uh, Bastion, like Josh yeah. said, uh, that game is Bastion just incredible. I still think about that game all the time. Um, yeah. The the music, the narration, oh, every, yeah. everything about that game is just incredible. I It's yeah. one of those games I wish I could go back in time and play again for the first time. Because I just... That was one of the highest points in gaming for me, was playing that game. But, lo and behold, as it's been uh, 
As it's been uh, teased, of course, Skyrim <laughs> is the game of the year for me. Um, I remember, and I'll forever remember this, um, you know, months in advance when it got announced, I went to my workplace the next day and I requested a week of vacation off for this game. Um, so my friend, who uh, was my former roommate who was supposed to play Borderlands oh, with me. Oh, him. Um, him and I reserved like some time off of work and we just sat in a house for days and we just got the shittiest food and we just played that game for days right next to each other and it was incredible um i absolutely love that game that would be one of those like podcasts from the olden days i would actually like to have because we we taught, we all told these stories about these unique things that we encountered in the world of Skyrim for the first time. Yes. And we yeah. all had these very unique different stories because that's what the game was capable of at the time. It's like it gave you, um, it gave you a chance to um, basically have this, like this one of a kind experience. And that's why I think Skyrim has lasted as long as it has. And it's been remade mm-hmm. so many times. Cause you can play that game now for the hundredth time and still have unique experiences that you've never had before when you've played the game the first time or the seventh time mm-hmm. or the 23rd time. So I could talk about that game for a long time. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, I mean, I think Skyrim is a classic. I mean, it, even though it wasn't my game of the year, it was, I, at the time, you know, like you said, we decided to make our podcast about telling stories instead of just breaking down the game, and we were all able to share unique stories, and that's what was cool about that game at the time. I don't necessarily think it holds up today as much as some people do. I know people want to burn me at the stake for that. I've played it recently, and it just, like, games have come so far that the choices you can make in games now are just so much more advanced than they were at the time. But that's that's not a slam against the game. Not every game has to hold up eight years later. You know what I mean? That I, I don't hold that against Skyrim. It's just... Um, at the time, it's hard to under under um, hard to understate how incredible that game was. So it, it really was a special thing, mm-hmm. for sure. So yes, we got some Skyrim love on here. Don't freak out if you're <laughs> listening. There is Skyrim love, all right. And I I still think that's a great game too, even though it wasn't my choice. The only person here that hates Skyrim is Fish. So uh, just email him. Um, you hate that game? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, do you hate no. it? I was just joking. No, okay, of course not. He doesn't hate it. He doesn't hate it. I never played it. I watched my <laughs> wife play it. Remember, you told you he my had wife fantasy loved fatigue. that game. Fantasy fatigue. He was tired of that. Although he went and played Dungeon Defenders that had a monk. And a warrior. Yes. And a yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fish. What? This is one of my favorite games of all time. How many times have I talked about this game? And you haven't played this game? <laughs> uh, He's no. seen it a lot, though. He's seen his wife. That's play true. It. I like. I feel Second that. Nice. I feel that because, like, because, like, when I played Portal, I didn't like that game, and it's because all I heard from people was how great this game was and how it was just the top tier, premium choice, and it bored me to tears because of that exact reason like there's so much hype around that game that i just i didn't enjoy it yeah yeah same same way with uh skyrim was uh there was big hype for it (laughs) 
a lot of people loved it, but I just yeah. I never I never really wanted All to right. play, go out before you my dig yourself into a hole. I'm trying to save fish here, don't dig yourself in that hole, fish. Don't do it. Um, I'm just kidding. I respect your opinion. You know, it'd be a hard game to go okay. back to fish when Elder Scrolls Six comes out. Yeah. you can get that fresh experience. Mm. Yeah. So you didn't cry you when know, you saw think, the Elder Scrolls Six trailer? Is that I what think Fish me? could possibly get into it if at the beginning of the game they just add one extra horsepower to that wagon, so you can you can get oh. out of that intro a little bit faster. Just, just add a, yeah. add a second horse to that VR? thing. VR. You can play Skyrim you know, in VR. <laughs> you know, there's so much love for Skyrim, and through the years, like I've seen like memes and little gifs and videos and talk about Skyrim that I feel like I know yeah. what Skyrim is. Yeah, you know. I just never experienced it myself, so Fair I just don't want to play. It's it. funny how we feel that way about things. Mm -hmm. um, that was a poll I did just for fun. Bethesda is the best developer of the last decade. By the way, like I said, every Tuesday at Swordchomp on Instagram, you can vote. This did not come back in Bethesda's favor, unfortunately, but it was very close. Because I was curious, right? They have Fallout, they have Skyrim, they they have these huge E3 conferences now, and I'm like, maybe people would consider Bethesda overall the best developer of the decade. It was close, but 52% of you said no. I got a lot of people saying, like, Naughty Dog and stuff like that, but, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. So, sorry, Bethesda. It was very close. Yeah. Competition's too stiff on that. There's no mm -hmm. way it would ever come back as the best developer with all the other options. As, it's close. Because it's, it it's competing against <laughs> everything else. And, and yeah. to their credit, they were only 2% shy of a 50-50 vote. So, that is, that is a respectable thing. Yeah, I think it's very, very right. impressive considering it's not true. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. So for that one, it was Portal 2. Boring. Skyrim. <laughs> Catherine. And she fish is giving me middle finger. Oh, sorry. Ugh. Dungeon Defenders. I, I, I okay, I'm resetting my Portal 2. It's Dungeon you Defenders. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, and then Josh Portal had... 2 is boring. You showed Tower me. defense. You showed me! <laughs> you can play Dungeon Love Defenders on game. your phone now, Fish. How about that? Uh, Dungeon Defenders 2 has already been out, and I could not get into it. it fucking sucked. Yeah, mm. come to your senses. All right, Dark Souls was Josh's choice. I'm sure a lot of people would agree with that. Still a classic all these years later. Um, all right, 2012. We're making good progress here, guys. Moving right along. I'm I think start... I know all your guys' choice for this one. I'm almost positive. I know mm. all Halo your... 4. Guess, guess mine first, because I'm going to go you, first. You should, you should write these all down so we can test them after the fact. Or... Unless you just want to go ahead and say them all. Yeah, just say them. Okay. Go ahead. Let's... All right. All right. I'm just, I'm going to, you know, going to go for it. All right. Um, Morgan's either got Diablo 3 or Hotline Miami, and I have a feeling That's he's going to lean towards Diablo or. 3. Okay, okay. Um, Josh is definitely going Journey for this one. Now, Fish is the one I'm the least certain of, but I still think he's also going to go for Diablo 3. Wow, you got, you got me pegged. The butt. You got me pegged, Josh. Did it get you pegged? 
Yes, this one was a tight one. I, my my, oh, I had to use my uh, my runner up for this year. I just want to get that in order. Mm-hmm. Me saying Josh, did he peg you, and then you saying yes, it was a tight one. Mm-hmm. So that you was actually all, one. Dave does good work. That's what she said. <laughs> Dave does. That was a very work. deserving one. Mm-hmm. Um, you were close, Shay. If you'd have guessed it was my tie, you'd have had a perfect score. This was my tie for Hotline Miami. And was it? I fi- I figured yeah. it might be but I wasn't sure. So this one's tough because Diablo 3, um, which, by the way, I did a poll on that. I said, is it the best loot game of the last decade? And yes, it came back 55%. Blizzard crushing it. People agree it is the best loot game of the decade. Sorry, Destiny. Um, Now, look, I could prattle on about Diablo. Um, It was the first Diablo I ever played, but I had an addiction for loot. It was Blizzard quality and polished through and through, art direction, playing with my friends. Mm. I must have played this game for like three years. I even love the auction house. Diablo 3 is one of the most pivotal games of my life, and I never played the first two. Uh, I have nothing but good things to say about Diablo, but it's a very safe choice. Hotline Miami, the reason I made it my tie is because it's something I feel very impassioned about. That game is dark. Not a lot of people know about it. The soundtrack is incredible. It's... I almost feel more passionate for Hotline Miami, but I'd never sit here with a straight face and tell you it's a better game than Diablo. So there was no way I couldn't make this my tie. There was no way. I, couldn't, I could not do it. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to tell people that if you haven't played Hotline Miami, you need to play it um, if you can handle the dark uh, nature of the content. And Diablo 3, I mean, speaks for itself. So Yeah, yeah. If I can jump in, Hotline Miami was also my game of this year. Um, my runner-up was the Telltale series Walking Dead. I thought that um, might be yours. I was, I was, was up in the air. Super, I knew it was super close. Gonna be close. Yeah, it was close. But Hotline Miami, same thing as Morgan said. Like I remember to this day. I remember one day Morgan was like, "Hey, have you played this Hotline Miami game yet?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "Dude, you gotta come over sometime and play this game." And this is uh, I went to college for a semester somewhere, and then I moved back. And uh, I remember he's like, "Dude, you gotta come over and play this game." And I went and played it, and I was immediately and thoroughly addicted i went home and i bought it that night that game was just phenomenal um like morgan said not enough people know about this game it it truly is one of those games i will still go back and play because i love that game that's just so much it's and it to me it holds up because obviously the graphics aren't supposed to be incredible the music's great the mechanics i mean the mechanics are what they are and they're not terrible they're not great but they're not terrible um it just is a phenomenal game it was a very it was a very bold game for its time so it it was weird watching shay play that for the first time too because my old setup was kind of weird but i had these speakers just blaring the music and i was just like i just let him start playing i didn't tell him anything i just wanted to watch him how many times he would die and just watching (laughs) him die over and over and over but getting the hang of it and you know starting to get a feel for the game was like a cool thing to watch at the time um yeah, there's very few people I know that start play that game and don't like. I've I've noticed that, like now that you're mentioning that, and after our recent stream, uh, you like to watch people suffer. Because I remember you <laughs> brought me over to play Flower, and you brought me over to play Thumper, and you brought me yeah. to play over to play all these hard games to watch me suffer. But it's kind of cool in a way because, I'm like you're saying, this. you get to watch someone, you get to watch someone, and you get to see them like first-hand develop that ability yeah and it's it's cool to see yeah and i knew i was just gonna prattle on about it for 20 minutes i was like just just play it figure it out yeah so it's it's funner that way i think so 
Um, but one thing fun. about that game that I always remember, and I will, and then I'll we can get move on, was just something about that isometric view, like looking around in the world with those weird pixelated graphics and trying to like figure stuff out. Like, what is that person doing? Are they like hunched over a toilet, or is that like a bloody body in the bathtub? Like, I was like picking apart the secrets of this world, and it was just had this very like lurid vibe to it that just was sticking with me on top of everything else. So, um, yeah, great game. Check it out. Good choice, Shay. Uh, now, you already spoiled our choices, so Josh, I know a lot of people love Journey. This is your chance to uh, give it the accolades it deserves. Yeah, this was another another close one for me. Uh, mm, okay. Journey ended up winning out just because I, I, I absolutely love that game. It's, it's just beautiful. It, the, way, the way they tell a story without any words is it, it's pretty much unparalleled. Like, it's it, they have done such a good job with the just everything about the game is done so well. Um, so that that ended up being my choice. Uh, with a what was your what was your runner up? My, my runner up this year was Fez because I oh, absolutely love uh, Fez. That has yeah, that true. has by far the best soundtrack of the year. Well, and not by far. Oh, I no. still listen to the Journey soundtrack all the time as well. Like. Fez you're, and you're Journey, both of them have just amazing soundtracks, amazing gameplay, amazing art, and both of them still hold up just the same as when they came out. Um, yeah, really, really tough choice, but it's it's I mean, it's got to be Journey. We well, you know, Josh. Ninety-eight percent of our listeners chose Hotline Miami as the soundtrack of the decade. Huh. No. It's the mixtape of the. It's the mixtape of the decade. Sure. I will. Yeah, I will say I, this. I, I remember when you were playing that game, Josh, and I remember I like so vividly to this day where you had made the statement. I think I have found my religion, and uh, it was right after you started playing that game. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that. So <laughs> I like it wasn't like you're saying it was a really tough decision. It was a really close decision. I knew it wasn't even close, man. I knew this was going to be the game. Yeah, I yeah. was. I should have predicted that. I was. I thought for a while. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like getting Hotline Miami is giving a little short thrifted, but you know what? That's okay. That's it's I, tough. No, no, no. I sided with you. It's good. That's half of us. <laughs> All of us. All four of us should have said it. God damn it! I'll never be no. satisfied. No. Maybe if they found Heck a yeah, way to not have Josh. you killed from off screen, it would have made the top one. But yeah. That the second one was a big was much yeah, worse. The that second way. Ho- yes. yeah, yeah, it still happened in the first one, but on the sure. second one, on the second one, it was basically the same engine, but with much much longer sight lines. What? So it happened all yes. the fucking time in the second one. What about the Diablo first three? One. Me and yeah, that that game made me rage. Fuck, mm-hmm. that made me rage. We we must have played like a million hours of Diablo three with you, Josh. Yeah, I mean, it's now. good, but it's just Diablo three. It's just a loot game. Like it's. Do you hear that fish? It's another one that? that's. Like it's better with friends because you're just grinding. You're. You, it's a game about oh, nothing. No. It's. Well, kinda, that's a good transition. It's kind of the fish Seinfeld has to tell us about games. You. Whoa! Whoa! The side. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Seinfeld's still really good. It's but yeah it's mm-hmm. it's yeah it's it's a game about nothing. Never watched it. Yeah. Well, a game about nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, 
It's a game about killing all your demons and hiding from the world, Josh. Mm. Is it? That's what I did. Yeah. I thought it was a game about assembling Actually, all the pieces you need to open a portal to the magical cow realm. That too. Okay. Secondary, but important. Yes. Secondary, Very but important. important. Very important place to visit mm-hmm. in Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I watched Fish yeah. Fist a Cow. It happened. You know, I mean, this is, a, this is a good chance for you to, uh, you know, give it a little... This is the last one here, Fish, anyway. Um, Diablo mm-hmm. 3 was your choice of the year. I know we played that game for a my billion choice. hours. That's what my Blizzard account says. One billion hours. Mm-hmm. One billion, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I played numerous different classes in that game. Um, I love the character customization in that game. I love that um, all the loot, uh, like all the legendaries, even like, you know, rares and stuff like that would look unique on your character. It wasn't just some like stand-in generic model. Like every piece of gear looked different on your character. And I thought that was kind of unique to this game i I never played the previous diablo titles but um i knew this was going to be a special game and i got it pretty much day one whenever it came out on pc and um i was blown away by the first thing uh was like the sound design in that game was really good and i thought this even though the aesthetic is mostly dark kind of grim type of look to it um I was very into that at that time. Come so. on, the cow world isn't I, dark. There's rainbows and shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, the cow <laughs> world's like fucking... World's different, yeah. It's another dimension where you're fucking hitting clouds some rainbow and I, gold is just shooting <laughs> at your face. I wish people could have heard Fish. Like, that was our joke. Whenever I'd be playing with Fish and we'd be talking about our day and then randomly Fish would just go, Oh! <gasps> Like okay, one, his wife's giving him a hand. Either his wife's giving him a hand job, or two, a legendary just dropped. It's usually yeah. a legendary dropping. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't so lucky, but yeah, hell yeah. Back then, when Diablo first, when Diablo first came out, like getting legendaries was so fucking rare that it was like a big deal whenever you got mm-hmm. a legendary. Um, but then as time went on, like. But Blizzard uh, finally realized that, yeah. It was too hard. They made what, it too hard, yeah. Yeah, they, they made it too hard to get legendaries, and that they and they also tweaked the game to where they made uh, sets of gears of legendaries uh, that could change up your gameplay style for each and for each different class in the game. Um, and you know the, no. the the real money auction house was was not good, but the gold auction house was fine because if you found something cool that was really rare and special, you could just sell it to somebody else and use that gold to buy something for you. So it was like this own really f- special functioning economy that I had never seen in a game ever using in-game currency. Oh well, actually that's not true. The auction house in um, World of Warcraft was kind of yeah. like that in, in many ways. Yeah. Um. So, but so Blizzard, yep. I, but the real money part of it became nasty. People complained you could just buy your way, and then Blizzard got rid of it. I think that's a shame, but it is what it is. You know, oh, I miss those days. Yeah. Good, good choice, Fish. Um, Diablo three. I agree with you. Two Diablo threes, two Hotline Miamis. Um, wow, that's weird. Two double ups this year, and Josh sliding in between us with our our sandwich with a little journey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too bad, Kings of Amalur. The Reckoning came out that year instead of 2013. 
because I wanted to give that game some love. Um, really? Sorry, Kurt Schilling. You had room that in was... 2013 for that mediocre of a game? 2013 was my worst year by by a mile. It was definitely um, one of my worst years, too, to be honest with you. I was I was surprised mm. now, like because I thought you might throw in Kingdoms of Amalur, but then I saw Diablo 3, and I know Hotline Miami, and I was like, yeah, there's no way Kingdoms of Amalur. No way. Survives that. So the weird thing about 2013, Josh, is that I the only game in this entire decade that I missed that I regret is The Last of Us, because I know a lot mm. of people talk about it. And I never pl- I played the intro and I thought it was great, but I just, for whatever reason, you know, at the time, never stuck with it. I don't have anything negative to say about it. I just never played it, so it's not going to be on my list. Uh, so other than that, it was left to, like, Bioshock Infinite, which was a disappointment for me. Tomb Raider, which was fantastic. Um, GTA V, Gone Home, which a lot of people loved. And then my eventual choice. But Josh, you seem to disagree. What was your... Uh, this seemed to be a hard year from you, from what I'm gauging. Yeah, this is one of the densest years on there. It's still... I don't no. think it's my hardest year for, you know, no. for choices. But it was it was up there. Uh, the first Nino Kuni came out, came out this year. The Devil May Cry reboot came out yeah. this year. The Tomb Raider reboot came out. Mm-hmm. Bioshock yep. Infinite. The Last of Us. Um... Finding big games here first. Assassin's Creed Black Flag came out this year, which was one of the few oh, that games was, that, that was actually yeah, that was a, were like, that was hey, good. let's maybe do something new with this again. And it was really, really good. Um, uh, Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds came out, which is the first attempt at an actual 2D Zelda in forever and was amazing. Um I think those are the big ones. 2D? That's an over-the-top Zelda. What are you talking about? I mean, like, when you got to turn into, it's like, the 2D. flat link? It's, 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 like, it's literally, this. it takes place in the same world as uh, um, A Link to the Past. I thought it was 50-50, like, it was normally isometric, like, but It was a top-down thing, but it was a 2D yeah. game. Like, they... You consider, okay. Well, in, even okay. in the original... A Link to the Past, they used the 3D space in interesting ways. Like, in the original one, it was a 2D Zelda, but all the dungeons had multiple floors, and you'd have to drop down in between them, and you had to keep 3D space in your mind, even though it was a 2D game. And this is, it's the same thing with this one. It's just because they actually had a 3D machine, yeah, yeah, that makes machine sense. to use with it, they were able to do even more interesting things with that 3D space, even though you're, it was still basically a 2D game as far as the actual moveset. It's just they were allowing you to think about it as an actual world, which is one of the, one of the reasons why A Link to the, or not A Link, yeah, by, why A Link to the Past still holds up so well is because it allows you to just, you have to imagine the space you're in. You have to, you have to make it a real world because even though it's a top-down 2D Zelda game, you have to think about it as a physical space in order to get through some of these dungeons. Uh, and they just they okay. did that so well, and this kind of was a nice, nice follow up to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I that 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 reminds me, Josh. Like when when I was a kid playing through Link to the Past, like I remember like there would be certain like I think it was a castle or a dungeon or something. I can't remember, but like yeah, there would be areas where like you would have to like essentially climb down or jump down. Yeah, uh, a set 
to go down something else but it, like if you weren't really paying attention you would kind of lose your bearings as to where you're mm-hmm. at on yeah. the level yeah as far as like if if you're on the upper level or the bottom level like yeah that that that's strange that you brought that up like i forgot all about that but that yeah that would be something jarring in those top down um mm-hmm. older zelda games yeah so so anyway that that was those were the big ones as far as major developers um and then there was a decent amount of not a decent there there was a a lot of really good indie stuff this year monaco came out uh monaco what's yours is mine um that it top down multiplayer heist game which i mm-hmm. just loved like i was never able to really get you guys into playing it with me but even even playing it solo it's a good game it's just it's playing it by yourself it's much more methodical and calculated of a heist game whereas if you're playing with friends they're going to do something stupid and it's really chaotic and so you end up just getting into trouble constantly and so the game is just constantly patching holes you know like <laughs> it's it, it's a completely different game with play with multiplayer but really good uh other indie games thomas was alone which is really good uh gunpoint rogue legacy oh sorry i missed pikmin 3 when i was going over the major um developers uh josh is quite a love affair with 2013 the wolf among us the first episode came out here. That one slowly yep. came out, so the parts of that were the next year, but uh, The Wolf Among Us was really good and not really appreciated because it got overshadowed so much by The Walking Dead, but I I think the storyline there was actually much better suited for an episodic game when it first came out, uh, just being a mystery set, set the way it was. It was really good. Uh, Papers, Please, uh, The Stanley Parable, and Brothers, The Tale of Two Sons. You know what's comical about this, Josh? You've literally listed a million games and you have not listed my game of the year. <laughs> it's, it's I, fascinating. I, I, I pretty much knew that when I was making this list. But, yeah. This season was ridiculously dense for really good games. So. Could have at least name my... Yeah. All right, well, what did you settle on now that you've done, like, a, uh, a massive amount of foreplay as, there? As dense as pop. it was, there really was not a lot of competition for the best game of the year, which was Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, which is ah, the yeah, must-play game, the must-play game of that year. It's, it, yes. Like, I've, I've, I don't know if I've gone over it on this show or not. I feel like I have. I feel like I have in relationship to A Way yeah. Out, but... It's the things they were able to do with game storytelling, just with using the mechanics, were so affecting. It, it's 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 still absolutely a must play. Not not a must find a video of on YouTube or something. It's you need to go sit down and play this game. It's it's just yeah. It is worth it. It is for the investment you'll put into it. It is way more than worth it. To, to have that experience. Sadly, I'd never played. You know, yeah, for great. I wish the way out would have left a better impression on me. I'd oh, probably I know. Be I know. Excited. That was after after Brothers. A way out was such a monumental disappointment to me. Ugh, it's weird. Yeah. Just sad. 
You know, I Brothers, played like okay. the first hour of the game, and I wish I would have put more time into it because it seemed like I was super hyped on that game. And then I sat down to play it, and the control the control scheme was a little difficult to get used to. Obviously, yeah, but it's, it's each, hard. Each, it is hard. Each joystick yeah. controls one brother, and then yeah, it, it is difficult. And then because of that, I just I kind of put it off for a while. I was like, eh, I'll come back mm-hmm. to it. Eh, I'll come back to it. Um, just because the the learning curve there is so high that I think I was like, eh, I'll come back to it sometime. Unfortunately. I wish I would have put more time in. Hmm. Yeah. Tragedy. All right, Josh, good choice. Brothers, getting to give, got to give brothers some love. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you didn't mention my game of the year, Josh, which makes me sad. I specifically left it off the list because I was well, pretty sure. Yeah, well, it's Pokemon. Was that what you thought it was? Yes. Yep. Well, uh, I mean, it it was not a huge year for me because the Tomb Raider reboot was incredible, but for some reason I stopped playing it like 70% of the way through, and I think it's because we were doing the podcast, and mm. I was just too busy. Because that could have been a really good contender, because that reboot was incredible, but... Yeah. Um, and I had some good memories with GTA V with Fish, but the story just didn't hook me, and I never played Gone Home or The Last of Us, so it's a weird year. But Pokemon X and Y was pivotal for the series, because... It finally made Pokemon games look like they, I imagined they would when I was a kid. They look like the cartoons. Mm. They look like the TV show. Um, they brought in egg evolutions, which were a huge deal. I remember people freaking out when there was like a new Charizard on the internet. Like they were, these are the most pivotal Pokemon games for me since uh, probably Gold and Silver. Um, and uh, I, I just, not only because I played those games so much, but when I look at the histories of Pokemon, they often get left out. We don't mention Pokemon a lot. We haven't mentioned it once doing all these you know, this this entire show. Um, but I feel like those Pokemon games stood out in the pantheon of Pokemon games. And if you're not familiar with Pokemon, you might go, well, what's the big deal? But they, find, like, the art style was a huge jump. Um, the games are great, and Mega Evolutions and stuff like that were incredible. So in a slow year, for me, Pokemon X and Y stood out. Does anybody else have Pokemon, or am I the lone Pokemoner? No, nope, you got me. Oh, holy oh, three Pokemon! Yeah. Wow. As a group, we put a ton of time into that game. Just a ton. We did, we yeah. Did, yeah. 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 Well, that that we was because that's when we did our and everything. our tournament, and that's yeah. when we were all doing the shiny breeding and yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. That wasn't actually during the podcast more, and that's when we were all shiny breeding, and that's when we were yeah. all no podcast, trying to do that tournament, right. getting gearing up for that. I remember that. Yep. And uh, fuck, that was a fun time. And I am kind of like I am kind of sad we didn't mention that in 2010 that black and white was such a good game because actually that's what jo- got Josh and me back into the series was black and white. That's true. And that's um, true. Yeah. and black and white were that that was a good series, but um partially like Morgan said, X and Y came at a time where I wasn't playing a lot of video games during that time. Um I was going to college and I was I was dating someone at the time, so I wasn't spending as much time with video games. I was kind of catching up on my backlog. And uh, X and Y was a really fun game at the time, and it was one of the few games I played. But yeah, it was it was really pivotal for the series, and for a lot of things it did. It made EV training much easier. Um, much despite easier. Some mm-hmm. Yes. So despite some people's complaints, a lot of people complained about that game, and um, I don't know why, because I think it was yeah, I really good, and I it made the game. They actually more showed you what Eves were. They hadn't even showed you what Eves were in that game for mm-hmm. until that point. It was like a right. hidden thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
It just like made the game more step, accessible for everyone on that on that yeah. journey. And then the the last one that came out is it's almost there as far as making the, the last step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> is finally finally making all that arcane stuff accessible. Like right. they're 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 finally about. Oh, there. I was I was yeah. thinking because. I was thinking this last step because that's the game you don't ever want to play because fuck that Rotom Dex. <laughs> I hate that goddamn thing. The Rotom Dex. Um, you know, and they, even in the second town, they let you pick with the original starters. They were like, literally, you did the, the first three starters and you got to the second town. They were like, hey, that's Bulbasaur, Squirtle. I forgot about like, that. That was such a smart move. Like, within the first two hours of the game, you had like a new starter and a classic starter. In this beautiful new Pokemon game, yep. they're like, here's a mega evolution thing where you can change a fucking Charizard or a Blastoise. Like, it was, that game is, yeah, really underappreciated for a lot of, in a lot of reasons. Definitely. Well, we've already mentioned them, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, going to 3D for the first time, having battles being a full-on 3D space instead of just, you know, uh, static pictures yeah. of the Pokemon was, yeah, a huge step. It's a dream come I, true. Yes, yeah. I've been dreaming that ever since, you know, like, I guess Pokemon Gold. I was like, where could this series go after this? And I just, that was the first thing that came to my head. It's like, I would love to see this in a 3D space. And uh, it was sad that it took three more generations before I got that, but, or four more generations before we actually got there. But um, yeah, it was something that was definitely needed. And like Morgan said, like, bringing those starters into back into that game um mm-hmm. and giving you that chance to see charmander in a whole you know the the original starters of from that game and see how far they've come along yeah. and see you know your favorite pokemon in that 3d realm just like kind of awoken something in you it's like oh this is a new adventure even though uh I'll, I'll admit like i can't tell you but i can't really tell you any of the pokemon uh gyms uh like their themes and everything like usually i can remember that stuff but like this game was i guess i was more enthralled in the fact that i could ev train my pokemon so that meant like the i guess that obsessive compulsive person inside of me was yeah wanting to breed the perfect pokemon and um yeah that making taking yeah. classic pokemon with them i know mega evolutions are controversial but they took a lot of our favorite pokemon from being kids and like hey was your favorite Pokemon Blastoise when you were a kid? Well, now there's a new one if you want to evolve it further. And, you know, that's been a controversial thing we talked about that we don't have to get into, but there was so much cool shit. I can't believe that. Wow. Three of us. That's weird. That's really weird. Mm-hmm. Also, I think because that's the closest kind of we'll get to all four of us agreeing on a game being the best game of that year. I don't think we'll get any closer than that. Likely. Josh is like, eh, I don't know about. Well, you know what? Yeah, that's that's a surprise in my book. By the way, I did a poll um, for Tomb Raider. I uh, this is the biggest overwhelming victory in all the polls I did as we kind of round up our last couple of years here. I said, is Tomb Raider the best reboot of the last decade? Uh, and I was really impressed. It came back in the seventy percentile. I'm pulling up the poll right now. Sorry. Um, d- Fuck, I fucked it up. Tomb Raider was the best reboot of any franchise in the last decade. 73% of people said yes. So, of reboots. And just for sake of conversation, can you think of a better reboot? If you disagree. There was we go. Remaster count? 
I would say no. I wouldn't think so. I'm trying to think of other reboots. <laughs> a reboot is a hard thing to do. You know, take something into a new generation, do a different old, new thing with it, but keep it. Well, I don't know. I was going to say Wolfenstein. It's hard to say. Yeah, Still Wolfenstein. Just a shooter. Doom would be a good one. Yeah, Wolfenstein and Doom. Yes. Those, yes. Yeah, they're reboots yes. in the same way. Like, they went from fake first-person shooters to actual first-person shooters. And managed to do it really Grand well. Grand Theft Auto series would be a good one, but that's not super recent. Mm, yeah, um, I think Doom Fallout is a good would one, be but a I... good one, but again, not recent. Well, actually, Fallout does classify. Yeah, because the old Fallout games were real different. Yeah. Yeah, you could make a case. Yes, Fallout would qualify. Yes. So, but I think more people like Tomb Raider than than Fallout. Yeah. Honestly, if I had, if as much as hmm, it pains me to admit that. <laughs> But I will admit it. I think that might be a might be a good poll idea. Might be a toss up. That's mm-hmm. it. I, I I I don't know. But man, Fallout's everywhere. I don't know about that. I will say that Tomb Raider might have been the easiest thing to remember. Like you know what? Maybe Tomb Raider is the best reboot. And then you click yes. You know. So I agree yeah. with them, but it sound, doesn't sound like you guys do. So. No, no, I I do. I I feel like they. Oh, you do. Okay. As far as actual reboots go that one that one moved in a different direction enough a lot of these other reboots we just mentioned are fairly close other than other than you know fallout two to three that one was drastically different. almost like re yes that's um, a good point josh they're almost like reimaginings in a way. yeah a lot of them were just bringing the same basic idea up to date whereas tomb raider became a different game entirely very different mm-hmm and that is not easy to do. So congratulations, Pokemon X and Y, and of course, Brothers with Josh, and everyone who voted. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right, we're getting right. Couple tears to the end. 2014, this is going to be a very controversial year, so Shay, you might want to close your ears for some of these <laughs> choices. Um, but I'll throw it to you first, Shay. I mean, 2014, I'm going to do a quick rundown here. Shovel Knight, Hearthstone, Dark Souls 2, Alien Isolation, Dragon Age, um... I forgot which Dragon Age that was, but there that was a uh, uh, which Dragon Age was that, Josh? Fuck. Wow. Inquisition. Inqui- Inquisition. Inquisition right. wasn't very good. As that's right. I that's recall. Right. It's either two or no. It was Inquisition. It was I'm Inquisition. Sure. Yes, that's right. That was my fault. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, Titanfall, Reaper of Souls, Far Cry Four, Tropical Freeze, Donkey Kong. You know. As much as I loved games like Shovel Knight on here and whatnot, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Shay. I had to go Destiny. I just did. I mean, Destiny was too, too important. It was too incredible. I spent too many hours playing Destiny. Uh, it was a phenomenon. It was Halo with loot. It was magic. It was special. It was underappreciated. It was the best no, playing first-person shooter. If oh, there's one thing were... Destiny was not ever in anyone's book, it was underappreciated. <laughs> the reviews weren't good. The reviews from critics were not great. Definitely wasn't underappreciated. I will say that. I'll pull up the Medicare. <laughs> Everything else I'll give you, but underappreciated is one thing it's not. Okay, crit- you're right. It was a couple of this. Critically, the critics were not impressed. I think it's like a 70% Metacritic. Um, Fans were ravenous that's... for that game, though. That sounds reasonable, because considering they would have been playing with basically no one but other reviewers, 
when reviewing it. Yeah, it makes you wonder. If you were yeah, in a dead world of Destiny, I well, would probably lose my mind. The, the whole story thing was just blown out of proportion because it's like, when we got together to play that game, it was, it was the war. Well, look, you're playing with friends. It was the world. It was the loot. It was the yeah. art design. It was the music. The, the story just didn't really matter. It didn't have a story. It was nothing there. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'd rather have no story than a bad story. That's always been my philosophy. Um, so, yeah, that's why I think it's blown out of proportion. It didn't affect the enjoyment of the yeah. game. So, yes, that's my controversial choice. I'm sorry if you hate me, listener. Destiny is my choice. I'm sticking to it. What I'm you standing right next to you, Morgan. Oh, yes! Hand and dick, we join. You have to. Otherwise, you, <laughs> whoever was stuck there with Destiny all by themselves would just be miserable. That's true. That's what you just said. You can't play it yeah. alone. Yep. Yep. Me and Fish were miserable Wait. together in 2014. For many hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he oh. made me miserable when he got a fucking hawk moon and he shoved it in my face for months on end. Yeah. Like and then I made him miserable you. after I disenchanted my eighth hawk moon. <laughs> it was sort of like you can't give your girlfriend an orgasm and then your friends step up and do it in one try. That was a really weird metaphor. Wow. Um, let's move on. <laughs> what world are you living in? Whoa. The hawk moon. <laughs> Step out of yeah. the way. Let me show you how the hawk moon yeah, is done. Yeah, fish shows up. No, I, I loosened it. I, I, I loosened it. That's that's how you're able to get the hawk moon so fast. Who's... Oh, I thought you were talking about something else. I loosened it. I, I, I definitely thought you were talking about something else, too. <laughs> no, it's, it, that was... Yes. I think he was. He that was, was talking it, about something That was 100% intentional, yes. We ruined it. Damn it. All right. <laughs> All right, fish, you stand with me. Why do you stand with me? Oh, it it took uh, I guess Borderlands is non sci fi ish and just went full on sci fi with uh, full on I don't know like you're right the story wasn't that great but the world that they seemed to build it around sounded very fucking interesting to me like seeing. Uh, leading up to its release, like seeing like these devs talk about their game X, uh, or not X Bungie, but Bungie employees, um, people who made Halo that as highly revered as a awesome sci-fi game to see them come at a, a new sci-fi uh, IP was interesting to me at that time, because at that time, like Halo Three, ODST, Reach had all came out already. It felt like. Bungie was pretty much, you know, done with uh, sci-fi shooters, but um, they made another one, and uh, I was very interested to see what a next-generation sci-fi uh, s type of shooter was going to be from them, and um, I was surprised. Like I, I played it on the PS3, so Peter I didn't get that. Yeah, I didn't get that like badass uh graphics on there but yeah. eventually we did we started on we, ps3 didn't we i forgot about that we did god yeah. we it were scrubs horrible low <laughs> times and yeah it was terrible but still it was it was still magical like fighting the fallen for the first time um and like they left a lot of mystery uh they don't explain everything and until like later expansions or in patches that they came out with on that game but like, I've really enjoyed, like, the mystery that it first set out for you is, 
like just the aesthetic and of course Bungie's uh, uh they're well known for their skyboxes in like the Halo series so just looking around you get a sense of where you're at in the world and everything and um they do they do such a great job with that and just translated well to like this uh new experience in the first person shooter genre with loot um I mean, those are all but, great things, Fish, but I mean, the reason you were addicted mm-hmm. to it for years on end was the loot. It was, they gave yes, you that tight lo- shooting yeah. with that loot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, the, and, their, and their exotics and exotic armors definitely felt unique and definitely changed up, like, your play styles at times. Um, MMO-esque? They like, made it like a casual MMO, in a way, for, for yeah. consoles. Yeah, and I think a lot of people were kind of burned at the fact that they they were thinking that this was going to be a full World of Warcraft type of world where you could roam yeah. around wherever you wanted to, and um, that wasn't the case. You kind of just, like, uh, you zoned into each mission, and it was just, like, a set-piece type of thing. But yeah, it still set-pieces, yeah. still felt congruent with the world. Uh, it just, you were always, like, poor teleporting into different areas and stuff like that um um but it did have open world that you could explore uh had public events that were kind of fun um doing those for the first time with friends um and and they also had raids which i never thought could Mm -hmm. i never thought they, they could meld raids like my thought of raids has uh, come from comes from World of Warcraft and EverQuest, where it's like seventy, forty, thirty people all getting together to fight through a dungeon together and fight big bosses. Fish and uh, are yeah. are you saying raids or aids? Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm I, sorry. I that's the one comment I have. I'll be quiet after that. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> all the people. Fish wants everyone to have yeah. aids. Mm-hmm. That's why I got in a group of a strike team full of five other people, and we got down into the vault of glass. And is that what you call it? The vault every- of glass. I made sure everybody. The vault cut of their ass, hand. am I right? <laughs> then I cut my hand, and I shook all their hands. All right, he's done. We're cutting him off. He's out. All right, <laughs> Shay. What was your uh, What was your game of the year for 2014? My game of uh, 2014 was de- definitely not Destiny. Uh, it was Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, which is a oh, weird... Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. yeah, I looked at this year, and it was kind of another down year for me, but um, that game was actually one of the first games I started playing online multiplayer again after my yeah. uh, Call of Duty debacle. And this was during that. This game came out around the time that um, my my roommate at college, him and I, we both went to middle school together and high school. And we had another roommate move back from the military from the other side of the world, or not the other side of the world, the other side of the country. And um, he he moved in, and that was one of the games that him and I would just play all the time. We got really addicted to that game. So we played it constantly, and yeah, that game was so much fun. It was surprisingly a really good game after, you know, 
previously Plants vs. Zombies was just a tower defense game. And yeah. the, for them to step into the uh, shooter genre was just... I remember when that announcement came, mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? And it turned out to be a really, really good was game. Was it a third person? It was a third person shooter, right? It was, yeah. Over, mm-hmm. yeah. Did I say first person? Sorry, I meant third person. No, no, yeah, um, I was just I was just curious. Well, and they were kind of yeah, poking and, fun at the, the genre, right? Garden Warfare. Martin, right. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but it it was a very serviceable game, surprisingly. At the end of the day, that's what was so interesting, that it was a really good game. It was... Um, Though, the one thing, looking back now, that actually my roommate got really addicted to this, and uh, we've talked about this in the past, is they, that was one of the first games I remember them introducing the um, cards mechanic, like, where mm, basically, yeah. in order mm. to get better, um, you had to keep <laughs> playing to try and get these cards, or you could buy mobile them. Ask. And yeah, my like roommate... Game, yeah. Um, my former roommate, I won't name him at all. Uh, he got really, really addicted to these, like really addicted. And it was, it was tough to watch because like, he just, he's like, you know what? I was going to buy like a hundred dollars worth of packs one night. And I was like, what? And of course you were like, you were like, sure. I'll just get to This is fun for me. (laughs) Well, I actually know because I was like, this guy still doesn't have a job because he just got out of the military. Mm. months later and oh, i was like no. uh, is he gonna be able to pay rent but uh during that time see that's that an game insidious was, thing Ugh. it is yeah like and i saw that firsthand um which is interesting but yeah it was for the time it was such a fun game it's still a game i would like i would theoretically love to go back to and play but i know it probably just wouldn't hold up as well and there would not be as many people playing it uh, people have kind of moved yeah. on to the Fortnites and the PUBGs and I, other I'm games. surprised anybody still playing sh- it at this it point was fun. would probably just stomp you into the ground. Unfortunately, yeah. if you went back yeah. to it now, yeah. <laughs> like, right? Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like those like 50 holdouts who are like, mm-hmm. "This is yep. the best game ever." Yep. I'm surprised that that beat Shovel Knight for you, but um... Shovel Knight's a great game. But um, I love Shovel Knight. Just I know how much more Plants vs Zombies impacted me in the long term. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. I was just surprised. Yeah. I was thinking so it was between it Shovel Knight or yeah, that's good. I think that that's a good story too. I think I was thinking yeah. it was Shovel Knight or Hearthstone for Josh, but tell me if I'm wrong, Josh. What are we looking at? You're you're close. There were three in contention oh, this time. I mean, I had more on my initial list of just games that I enjoyed, but three in contention this year. This this was a weaker year for me. Um, like, I yeah, don't feel super doesn't. strongly about any of these. Like, I mean, I I really enjoyed the three that were up there, but not, like, I, I would have kicked any of these three off for some of my harder choices from other years. I'll put it that way. Um, I did end up going with Hearthstone, just because I feel like that's had the most, mm, the most staying yeah. power. I still play that. Um, it's term, just, yeah. it's... Yeah, it's 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 really it's it it opened up the card game genre for everyone else to try because they did such a good job uh you know turning the card game into something that works on you know a, a, in a digital format which I mean magic has been re- releasing 
digital versions of card games, you know, for years before this, but it never really caught on in any meaningful way because that yeah. they were only ever leeching their own fans. Um, yeah. Whereas I feel like That's true. Hearthstone was able to bring in enough of a new audience in order to let other developers see, oh, hey, we can we can try this too. And uh, just for that's for that, for about... that reason, that's that's kind of that's why they made the cut here for me. I 100% agree with you, Josh. I was just gonna say that it's that's the sneaky thing about Blizzard. What they do is they could put any game if they make a good game, it could be anything. And they put on their launcher a fishing game, a card game, a, a mech robot game. People will try it because they're already on there for Overwatch and WoW and whatever else. So, mm-hmm. like, it, it gives people easy access. It's not a negative. It's nothing against Hearthstone. It just gives people an easy access um, to those things. Like you said, Magic, I, I might prefer the game of Magic, but it was not as accessible like it, or as fine-tuned for, like, uh, video game form as Hearthstone. Yeah. They designed Hearthstone to be a video game. Yeah. Magic was they're... designed to be a card game converted yes. to... Yes. Like, Hearthstone, one of the coolest things about that is that there were cards that specifically can only ever work digitally. Like, they make sense when you just read them yeah. as a card, but they would only ever work digitally. Um, yes, a physical version would not. Yeah, you, you, you could not play a phys- physical version of the game. Um, so, yeah. It's, it, that, that, that one was my cut. Um, the one I chose. Obviously, I really enjoyed Shovel Knight as well, like you mentioned. I, did too. Uh, I loved Transistor, which was the sequel. Mm-hmm. Not sequel, but the second game by the company who made Bastion. Bastion. And kind of the overshadowed game by then. It just it never really caught yeah. on, um, yeah. but is really good and had a really, really cool combat system. Um, it was mm-hmm. kind of based around uh, nesting functions, kind of like a C++ type object oriented layout for your abilities. Like it, you lost it, me. It, I didn't understand a word you just said. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was too complicated to get across easily, so it just it didn't catch on. But in practice, it's amazing. Basically, you have a couple attack slots, and every attack is like a function that does a certain thing and it can either be the main portion of the attack or it can be slotted into the attack of something Mm. else as a modifier so you can really really customize your loadout whenever you're going through that game i i even even trying to explain it right now it's 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 not coming across like it's it's something you need to see because it's just it's it's way too in-depth for like Compared to Bastion, where it's just oh, twin stick shooter, got it. Yes. Um, yeah. There's some. There's a transistor out there, fan. Mm-hmm. A transistor fan out there that's listening to this, being like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's Transistor's really really love. good. Um, yeah, I I love Transistor, but I I still feel like just as far as influence and staying power, it's it's got to be Hearthstone this year. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I, I I couldn't get into Hearthstone, but I did play a lot of Magic the Gathering um on the PS4. Um and I enjoyed that format actually because I didn't necessarily know anybody at that time that played Magic mm-hmm. the Gathering uh, at close hand, so 
uh, actually playing that online with other people was fun, even though the decks were limited, the cards were limited, because you didn't have the full array of uh, cards out there. But I thought the decks were um, well made. There, were, there was a bit of customization that you could put in there, and um, I thought it translated well over to uh, the, the console. Um, I just think it works better and... with, with a mouse. You know, the click and move things around, I just feels better with a mouse, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Preference. Mm, well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So literally your response to his game of the year was telling us how much better Magic the Gathering is? <laughs> is that- <laughs> no, no, I, I feel like I, I probably got burnt out on Magic oh, the Gathering. Okay. Mm. Um, playing it, you know, on screen, on on a TV and yeah, the art in Magic: The Gathering. That's some good art on those cards. I don't know about the Hearthstone mm-hmm. art. Could be a little. Bit... No. Yes. Uh, no. Well, uh... they have a wider variety of artists on the Hearthstone cards, so there are some that are not my favorite at all. Um, whereas some of them are just amazing. Whereas there, there's way. a yeah. there's a very distinct magic style that you get that is pretty consistent across the board so fair enough now uh 2014 is in the books garden warfare plants vs zombies two for destiny and then of course josh bringing in the hearthstone we only got two real years left here because 2017 we already did last year um so we probably won't spend a lot of time on that before we hash it out for our victor um but yeah, so I'm not trying to just save us time here, but I mean this in all seriousness. When I look at 2015, Metal Gear Solid 5, Fallout 4, Witcher 3, Rocket League, um, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Undertale, Mario Maker, Until Dawn. Does anybody else have Bloodborne as their game of the year? Me. I do. Josh. No, Josh. You didn't. Nope. You didn't. No. No. Oh, oh. Uh, for sure we're gonna have a menage a trois there hmm. <sighs> no i love bloodborne but uh i already had dark souls on my list so it's kind of for the same reason I, yeah, that i uh that's fair avoided flower since i knew i had journey i want to do the shea game where i try to pick you guys as Game of the years, okay? This is fun. Yeah. Shay, I'm going to throw it to you first because you had to wait on the last one to talk about your game of the year. I'm going to guess it's Rocket League. No. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Witcher 3. I'm sorry. That was sorry. That was dumb of me. It's yes. Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. Okay. Yeah, that was That must have been hard for you because I know you played the fuck out of Rocket League and Witcher 3 was amazing for you, so that must have been tough. Not even a little bit. <laughs> it wasn't <No>. even close. <laughs> no, yeah, that's... It shouldn't have been. Well, go ahead. Like, what is your... Um, I want to give you a chance to talk about a Witcher 3, then. Yeah, no. Uh, I don't have too much more to add that I haven't already said about that game. That game was just surprisingly phenomenal. Surprisingly and unsurprisingly, because I'd heard so much about that game, and... um I just hadn't made around, made it around to playing it yet. My dad gave me the very first one for a computer, but it didn't work for Windows 10, so he couldn't play mm. it on his computer, and he gave mm. it to me, and I just never made it around to playing the first one, and uh, I never played the second one because I didn't play the first one, 
and I kept hearing so much about how the third one was just incredible. And back when I uh, worked at GameStop, I was like, you know what? I'll pick it up for cheap because I've been I've always wanted to play this game. Sat down and played it, and by golly, it was a good game. I enjoyed, <laughs> by golly, I enjoyed the ever living like something out of it. I don't. By I don't, golly, I can't, I can't keep that up. But by I enjoyed golly, the hell out of it. I love that game. Um, despite all the shit that Josh gave it, all. The mechanical shit that he said was wrong with it, even though he's partially right. Um, <laughs> I love the fuck out of that game. I could, I still want to go back and play through that game all over again, um, which I might do this summer. I don't know, because I fucking love that game. But I actually still have to play um, the two expansions as well. Uh-huh. I have yet to play those expansions. Yeah. So. Yeah, the writing in the world in that game is second to none. Like, when you see creatures or yes. characters in the story, like, it's just, like, it fucking, it's, like, haunting. It would just stick with, like, it's, like, that's why I'm so excited about that's, Cyberpunk. I just... That's what's so good about just, that game, man. Yeah, like, it is. It's great. Every yeah. side mission is interesting to me. Everything yes. I did in that world... Could have been, yeah. I, wa- I, I was like, holy shit, I'm actually impressed that I want to sit here, play through every side mission, and it actually has some bearing or some weight. Because I, I mean, it's, it's a very notorious thing on this podcast. I always get distracted by side missions. Always. Mm-hmm. And um, this game, it didn't feel like a distraction to be doing these side missions. It felt like I was just further immersing myself in this world which is something that I think yeah. a lot of open world games fail at is like they add those missions. And even though those missions are fun and they're great, they don't like, they don't feel like an addition to the world. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you take a fallout four that has the settlement building and it doesn't feel like an addition to the game. It feels like yeah. almost a different game entirely when you play that in fallout Four, whereas the- this game, just everything you do, ha- like, there's a purpose. The secondary missions in, in The Witcher would, like, surprise me because, like, they were almost better than the regular. The measure, the regular story was great, but, like, exactly. the, the secondary missions, I'd be, like, I'm, like, more interested in doing this weird shit on the side. And, like, there's not very many games you can say that about. Right. Um, right. There's, like, I remember meeting, I, don't, I can't remember if I told you guys about this. I'd have to go back and listen to the really old podcast that we did. Um but there's this one mission that I still remember that this this lady wanted help, um, and she's kind of like a a mage, and it was like a multi mission arc, I guess would be the best yeah. way to word that. And she wanted yeah. me to basically go to this place with her and help her find some stuff. So you do this over multiple missions, and then you finally get there, and then it turns out that she's evil and she turns on you. And the whole time you're thinking, oh, I can romance this this lady. Like, you can fall in love with oh, her because yeah, they're so flirting good. the whole time. And I was yeah. super invested. I was like, oh, man, like, I'm going to develop this, like, actual relationship with her as the main character. <laughs> and then it turns out that she wants to kill you. And I was like, holy oh, shit. The- Just this side mission, like, that was, like, had me so sucked into it. I was impressed. And that's... Om- it's not that perfect, like for every side mission in the game, but that 
the Gwent. The Gwent for me is like, and I haven't. I'm not going to spend too much time on that. Kazunte. It's just, nah. <laughs> is <laughs> what did he say? I missed it. What did he, he say? He said type. Oh, <laughs> it, to me is the That's a the joke. most complete to date, the most complete side game out of every video it. game. You don't mean that. You don't mean it. For me, for me, because I love card games. Triple Triad. It's n- not as. In- uh, I don't want to offend you, but I. How about this? I had more fun with Gwent. I've had fun with both of them. I love both of those card games a lot. But Gwent, to me, for me, is the more complete and more interesting card game between those two. Not that Triple Triad's bad, because Triple Triad's phenomenal. I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to hold you to that opinion forever. Gwent has a lot more strategy going on than put your A-class cards in there and win. To to be fair, Triple Triad had like as you go to different regions, you gain yeah, yeah, those yeah, yeah, different yeah. rules. The the meta game of the mini game was more strategy than actually playing the game itself. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can put your D exactly. class on my A class. All right, so uh, yeah, I, I agree. That's an incredible game. There's and that's a game that most people will probably consider one of the best games of the generation. I just wish it was more fun to play. I just wish the combat was more enjoyable, mm-hmm. and then I probably could have fallen more in love with it. And I did. That's fair. The combat is probably as much as I enjoy the combat. It's also probably the weakest part of the game. It, it's good. It's it's just a little like stiff. It's not bad. It just felt like a little stiff to me. Like I had trouble like really getting. It could have just been a preference. I don't even think it's necessarily bad. I just I had trouble really enjoying like the flow of it. I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and I can understand yeah. that. Well, it was. I mean, it's an RPG, so it's obviously stat based. But it's one of those things where. I ran into a similar issue with Skyrim, actually. It was getting getting to this point. That's kind of where the stats, I don't think, add anything. Whereas something like, for example, Zelda, you can kill anything at any point in that game. Um, and ends up feeling significantly more balanced because of it. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm about... I'm about done with stats as as a grinding whoa, mechanism whoa. just to kind of... can't say stuff like that. <laughs> ...get you off in those open-world games. About done with stats. Josh in open-world games. Today. Like, I don't, I don't feel like it adds an awful lot. No, I, I would kind of agree because of the fact that, like, I remember back during Oblivion, um, in order to get your acrobatics to 100... There's a certain part in the world where you get stuck under the bridge and the character keeps jumping. So what you would do mm-hmm. is you'd wrap a rubber band around your joystick and you would just leave it there for like an hour and that would just <laughs> boost your uh, acrobatics up to 100. And the acrobatics, re- the, uh, really the only point of that was for jumping. <laughs> is that, is that a real thing? That is, that that is, is a real hilarious. thing. That, oh, what, what is it? I'm, I think it was King's Quest. That's more of an exploit. Five? I'm not 100% sure on that. But yeah, that, that, that was an old... One of the old... I think it was King's Quest. I'm completely blanking. Um, and that doesn't sound right now that I'm saying it. But one of them was basically the same way. It was an adventure game, but they wanted to make it feel more like an RPG, so they added stat-based requirements for certain actions you could take. 
So, okay. like, you'd end up, <laughs> in order to play the game the way you'd wanted to, you'd start the game and then attempt to climb a tree. Attempt to climb a tree. Attempt to climb a tree. You climb the tree. Type. That type leveling stuff. And. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's. That, I kind of got similar sort of feelings with. Yeah. They're well, trying the hearts in I, the right place. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, yes. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm like, in support. I'm in support of games doing that kind of like menial shit to like kind of make it feel like a more authentic to life experience. But at the same time, I'd much rather just go do that shit than play it in a game. For me, yeah. at least, you know, like if yeah. I have to build up stats to like rock climb or something, I'll just go fucking rock climb or boulder. Oh. You yeah. know, like, why would I, well, why would it, I it should be something interesting is where, like, yes. I, I, if, if you want to have yes. any sort of progression, have everything you unlock be something interesting. Like anytime you unlock yeah. something that you should have just fucking had to begin with or to slightly level up a stat, that's not particularly interesting. Um, um yeah, I agree. I think it's just in the chase of trying to reward you for doing things like, hey, the more you do this thing, you're rewarded for it, but it has sort of a concept. But tangential things aside, Fish, mm -hmm. I'll give you the floor in a second here to to talk Bloodborne. I do want to give Josh a chance. Josh, my guess for you was Undertale. Was I right? Mm-hmm. This okay. was, this was right. a tough year. Bloodborne is definitely up there. I loved Bloodborne. I love the direction they speeding up the Souls series. Feels so good. Bloodborne still feels just amazing. Um, so that, that, that one was tough. This is, this is another one we could have had all three on. Um, but I think about Undertale more often after the fact is kind of what pushed it over the edge for me. Just, yeah, just that, that game is very unique. Yeah. Very popular game that people like to watch play. Like every second it seems like, I've never played it, but it looks like every little bit of that game you're doing something new. And interesting, it's almost like a, a game for people with ADD. I don't mean that in a negative way if you have ADD. I'm just trying to describe it. Um, but, and also, it's sort of done in a throwback RPG style as well, like some, to make it more charming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the writing is definitely the strong point of that game. Um, okay. It's, it's, it's really good. It, it's, you're essentially playing an old-school RPG. Um, mm. that's, that's the... All the trappings are there of that sort of a game, but it's an examination like an of what all that would actually entail if you were just okay. oh, slaughtering okay. everything around you to grind up stats and kind of the things I was saying I had issues with with some of these open world games. Like, what all would that actually entail? If so, it's a satire. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Tail mm -hmm. under tail in mm -hmm. tail. No, he's but, in tail, not under tail. Sorry, <laughs> close. But, Wrong preposition. You're right. Mm, yeah, it's close. Yeah, it's same same tree, different branch. Sort Overtail. Of. But uh, thanks for that contribution, fish. Yeah. Yeah. This was a tough year overall, though. Bloodborne. Was it a sat? I didn't. Was it a sat? Would you say it's like satirical in a way, or no? Not. So much, like it's not biting. It's like it obviously loves RPGs. That's 
Like you get that as you're going through there. It's not it's not mean about it mm-hmm. at all. It's not like he, look at this stupid RPG like and all the stuff that they do that we have grown beyond. Like they're so stupid. Like let's let's never never do this again. It's it's all really mm-hmm. done in a loving way, but making you look at you're it right, like right. what is actually happening here. I, not I not didn't know just satire that, could only be negative. So you're right though. Yeah, I was just looking at satire is only negative. It's done in a mocking way only, so. Yeah, but yeah, it's... It can't it's, be satire. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at points, yes, but it, it's... It, it Maybe the bad parts of that genre, you can mock a little bit and then sort of play, like, fun homage, because there are things about that genre that yeah. drive us crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for, for example, a few things they, are, they do that are satirical are none of the... All, all of the, all of the vendors in the game have an option to sell to them. None of them will buy your shit. Because why the fuck would anyone buy your shit? Like you come in there with a bag full of rocks and a couple skulls, and you know, it's like no, like some patches of fur. Yeah. Why would I want this stuff? And so none of the vendors actually buy your stuff in Undertale. <laughs> because of course that's, that's ridiculous. True. So, yeah. Yeah, unless you got a flea market or something. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking you were going to lean toward Undertale. Um, it's one I have no excuse to getting around to play, because my fiancé watched these people play on YouTube, and she wants to play it again, so I have no excuse for not... I need to check that one out. Yeah. Well, Fish, here's the floor for you to talk about Bloodborne before we get to our last two years, which I think will go pretty quickly, um, and I'll just coattail you. But this is it. You've been waiting your whole life for this. Years and years to proclaim mm-hmm. your love of Bloodborne to the world. Yeah. Sure is. All right, there it is. <laughs> uh, no, this is a uh, first from software game that I got into. Um, I played maybe just like the first level of Demon Souls. Got killed by I think the first night, and got sent to some weird place in the De- in Demon Souls that I didn't understand where I was at and how to get out. So I was just like. This game is fucking weird, so I never went back to it. And then Bloodborne came around, and Bloodborne was actually the game that got you to actually purchase a PS4, Josh. And I was surprised. I was like, wow, there's Josh sees something in this game. I I didn't know previously that you were uh, from Dark Souls and Dark Souls 2 fan. but yeah, this is my this was my first introduction into that game and Who uh Who uh pestered you to try it? Remember who was annoying you to try that oh. game out? Uh, oh that? yeah. Some fucking douchebag. <laughs> I think his name was His name was Morgan. Whoa! Sure. That went from zero to sixty real quick. <laughs> so fast. Fish drops the casual douchebags. Well, some fucking douchebag. It's almost no. nice. Hmm. yeah well i was no, playing it not... josh got me into it and then i was playing and i was like fish you have to try this fucking game like i'm telling you mm-hmm. you will you have to experience this mm-hmm. yeah yeah the way you were talking about it like got me real intrigued like you and josh i think we're talking about like the different bosses in that game and how there was multiplayer as well which was sounded cool to me um but i just couldn't really grasp what that game was and i don't think anybody really can 
as a gamer and that series, you can't really grasp yeah. what that game is all about until you actually play it. And it once I realized, like, yeah, this game's fucking hard, and I actually have to be very mindful of my space, my character's positioning with enemies. I have to watch my enemies. I can't just blindly, you know, mash X or mm-hmm. uh, square or whatever, uh, like in God of War or whatever. Um, or even After you like, mash like, square, you know, can you mash my guts with your penis? <laughs> I, tell I already do that, motherfucker. Oh, okay. Metaphorically. Right. <laughs> huh. That's how you know it's been a long show. We finally had our <laughs> Just like... <laughs> out of nowhere. Hey, after you're done... Sorry. <laughs> Beat them guts, fish. <laughs> Beat them guts. I, said that I broke him! Oh. I Josh, I see why that's late. so fun now. It's I get late. it. Yeah, completely breaking one of the other hosts is just such a good feeling. It is. You know, I I never liked that term, beat those beat those guts. I had friends who used to say mash, that. Mash those guts. Yeah, like I my little pecker ain't mashing no guts. I mean, I've, I've never mashed a gut in my life. Mm. All right. You're probably mashing pubic hairs. That's about it. Aww. <laughs> I'm mashing my own guts. <laughs> From one micro penis to one nano penis. <laughs> it's going backwards. I'm just yeah. reverse mashing myself. A nice exfoliating scrub. <laughs> yeah, because that's what it was. Expo- <laughs> Exfoliate those guts. That's what it was. <laughs> you know that's Get better than mashing. Scrubbing. It is. It's good for them. I was... It's if, a deep If cleanse. you don't mind, I do... I do think I would like to exfoliate your innards with my genitals. If you would be so kind as to allow oh, me to. Sure thing. <laughs> I scrubbed that good. Alright, let's start over. This has really got out of control. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alright, I'll let Fish regain himself. <laughs> you can see Josh stoically <laughs> typing something and I don't know what it's going to be. It's uh, a world of mystery. All right, fish, continue. Anyways, um, yeah, it's Bloodborne. very challenging game. We've lost all. Same. Bloodborne. I didn't know what you were gonna think about it. the first time you played it. You were like, yeah, I don't know. It's really hard, and just you were like irritated yeah, but intrigued. I was, which is what I was. Yeah, I was irritated but intrigued by the world and the vibe and everything. And then, mm-hmm. it was, and then you clicks. Anyone who plays these games will know there's a moment where it will just click with you, and then. Mm-hmm. You're forever changed. But the thing that makes it interesting for us, I think, is that it's more action-paced than the Dark Souls games. Um, more, you can be a little more aggressive, and I, I appreciate that as right. my personal stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and the different... Um, the different weapons that you get in that game definitely drastically change up, like, your play style, because they each have, you know, different ranges to them. It there's kind of a wind up to your swings so you have to be more deliberate you have to timing yeah yeah you kind of build a bond with certain weapons and then eventually like you level up your weapons as well and like what was your go-to weapon uh, what was your the one you used the most oh it was the uh 
the Ludwig Holy Blade. Okay, Ludwig's Holy Blade. Really? Okay. So yes. We- yes, the one where like the two-handed version. You can make it. Yes, the two. It's a two-handed yeah. version, but you could also pull out the yeah, like this. the hilt out of it, and it changes into like a one-hander that swipes real fast, mm-hmm. which. I didn't really use that much, but it was nice to use uh, on certain enemies that were a lot more quicker and didn't necessarily need to, you know, pay attention as much. But yeah. uh, the the two hander was just devastating, and I loved the animations on it to, with my character because, like, I I was I got the timing down on that so well, and all the different ability or different moves that you could use that thing. Um, yeah, yeah, just that, that it, was cool. That game brought me. in those weapons that changed. Like the Kirk hammer was the one I used, which was like a hammer slash sword. Like it was, it was just mm-hmm. cool. Like a cool idea that they had. Like uh, canes that turned into whips and stuff. Like the it fit the theme of the game and the sort of like gothic art direction was incredible. But the weapons, the changing yeah. weapons thing was just really. Like, the enemies in that game will just haunt you, like, weird giant, like, pigs or rats or whatever they were. Like, there was things in that game because, it almost like a horror game. It almost left me with, like, a horror vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I said mm-hmm. that word, horror vibe. It almost left me with, like, um, a, like a Japanese horror vibe in some ways, which I, I thought was cool for a, uh, an action game. Um. Yeah, that and also, like, um, I guess, like, they're, yeah, they're... The Japanese's look on like Western's idea of like gothic, yes, kind of weird, like werewolves and like big. It's like Castlevania through, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it it was very interesting, and I enjoyed the aesthetic of that game, like the items, like the item descriptions in that game, like are your only real view into storytelling in yes, that game, which yeah. was weird, which is cool, mysterious because. Yeah. Yeah, it, it had gave you that mysterious vibe, which I definitely enjoyed from that game. It, it, you, in your own head, like you get your own, um, I guess story going on of what's going on in that world and environmentally at the different areas that you go to because you go to so many different areas, um, that they you can to, kind of yeah 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 they all come together yeah, nicely and like we, there's shortcuts shortcuts that go to like. Oh wow! This shortcut takes me right back to here, and like you find your way through that city, mm-hmm. it, it it opens up in such a nice and beautiful yeah. way. Um, I did cheat. Makes like, sense as a gamer. No, I agree hundred percent. Like they, the way it wove together was just like this beautiful tapestry. But like, I did cheat. Like if I got stuck, I would just grind blood echoes. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. There were some there were some times where I got stuck, and I'd just grind blood oh, echoes. Yeah. But that RPG element of it was was cool for me that I could just kind of grind for a little while and up some stats and it made it a little easier for me you couldn't just completely stat your way if you were terrible but you could get yourself over the hump yeah that's the nicest thing about that series in general you can kill anything without leveling up but leveling up always does give you a lot more room for error so yes room for error Mm -hmm. i have a lot of error Nobody has more air than me. All right, well, I, I agree with you 100% Fish. Bloodborne is also my game of the year. So we got two Bloodborns, um, a Witcher 3, and an Undertale. Mm-hmm. And we are now into the final two years. Now, these will go pretty quick, and it's been a pretty long show, so um, I, I could do this all day, but I mean, so we've got a late start today, so it's almost like midnight where I'm at, which means it's like almost 2 where Josh is at. Um, so my only question with these briefly is if your opinion has changed. 
Uh, for example, Final Fantasy XV was my game of the year, but over time has now become No Man's Sky, which has been um, a game of much debate, uh, <laughs> to say the least, and a game that means a lot to me, but I've continued to play it over time. Has any of your choices uh, from 2016, Josh, I know you had Overwatch, um, Fish, you chose Uncharted 4, Shay, you chose Owlboy. I'll start with you, Shay. Has, have your opinion, has your choice for Owlboy changed at all, or do you still feel like it's your choice? Hasn't changed one bit. I'm still confident. All right, good deal. What about you, Josh? Overwatch? Well, since we're allowed a tie this time instead oh, of like the other, oh. this is the one that has given me a tie. And a still Overwatch, tie. but I have, instead of having to make it second, Hyper Light Drifter is now tied. Tied. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Thank God that game wow. made it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Because that it's game was a runner-up as long as as well as Uncharted Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was another tough year. Like those those games still come to the top, but this was this was a tough year. There were a bunch bunch of good choices that you could yeah, yeah. There, that you could argue yeah. for in this year. It was a, it was a really difficult year, but yeah, I'm glad Hyperlight Drifter made it onto someone's list because that game still doesn't get the credit it deserves. For as amazing as of a game as it was, uh, you mm-hmm. know, Hyperlight. Our logo has brought a lot of people to Hyperlight Drifter because the um, art direction of that, our, our Sword Chomp logo, um, was inspired by the sort of the color palette and the and the look of that game. So a lot of people have actually tried that out, posted about it in the past, and that's cool. That's a it's a game you want more people to try because it's kind of uh, overlooked. Um, Fish, do you still feel the same way about Uncharted Four? Yeah. I do. Uh, I'm more curious though. Um, where it's almost two years now uh, for Inside. Like, where does that game sit with you guys? Obviously, it's not your game of 2016, but it did come out uh, towards the end of 2016. And I was just curious. It was in our top fives, fish, but Josh and Shay left mm-hmm. it out of their top fives. Oh, so. okay. it once again did not I make my list that. for consideration. <laughs> Not to say it wasn't good. Oh. I still enjoyed the game, but once again, didn't yeah. didn't quite make even the list of consideration because there was just so much else that I really enjoyed that year. Tragedy. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed in Uncharted Four, uh, even though it was pretty much my first Uncharted game that I played. Um, for some reason, that that game just stuck with me as far as like uh. Uh, I think everybody knows by now that the graphics in that game is just breathtaking. Um, I don't think you can... F- it, it's hard to, even now, I, I would say. like There's certain games now, since we've moved on to 4K, um, but at, at that time, like there's nothing else that blew me away like Uncharted 4 did as far as graphics and scenery and backgrounds and um voice acting and whatnot mm-hmm. characters all this stuff yeah that game's um, incredible that was, it was in my top five mm-hmm, as well mm-hmm. that was our overall sword chomp chomp cast game of the year we had to decide on something mm-hmm. that made all of our lists that was the only game that made all of our lists mm-hmm. that was uncharted 4 so and i'm okay with that 100 percent. absolutely my real game of the year was no man's sky all right and last year 
we decided on Cuphead, but um, I mean, it's only been a year, so I doubt you guys have swapped all over the place, but I'll ask anyway. Uh, my game of the year is still Cuphead, even though Nier would have made my list now in the top three. Um, Josh and Fish, you guys still Breath of the Wild in it up for your mm-hmm. choice? Yeah. And Shay, I'm willing to... You said something a couple weeks ago about how maybe Hellblade had slid higher on your list. Is that accurate? It, it slid higher, but Gravity Rush 2 still takes the cake. Still. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Hellblade has moved up on mine as well. Like, it's this was this was another one I could have used a tie for if I didn't have to use it for yes. last year. Yes. And Hyperlight, that, that one slid up even more. I just I had to yeah. give it to that one. But yeah, these these last two years... Really, I yeah, I, I could I could have used a tie for both of them. Well, one day you guys are gonna play near, and you're gonna feel real dirty about it. Real dirty. No. No, I've I've no. I've tried near well enough. That... <sighs> uh, either way, Cuphead was our group yes. game of the year, but two votes for Breath of the Wild, and I want to mention that because as we go to decide our game of the year i want you know just sort of an open forum i'm looking back a lot of surprises um mm-hmm. as i as i flip through here by the way i wanted to say the very last poll that we did was about overwatch i was just curious if people thought overwatch was the best competitive multiplayer game of the last decade because of uh how popular it's been um and it was pretty close i mean overwatch put up a really good fight uh, it unfortunately it was just barely toppled. Fifty six percent said no. Now I don't know what they would have replaced it with. Um, yeah. That Assassin's Creed multiplayer was pretty good. Now the Mobas, Mobas, yeah, yeah, that's like that's mainstream. whenever you're doing one game against all the others, there's really not much of a chance. Like I'm surprised Bethesda did as well mm-hmm. as it did. Really, considering all the well, other we developers. Yeah, Dead Space, Diablo three, and uh, Tomb Raider. One, mm-hmm. so it is possible. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. There are anyway. Pretty but... sure Roblox was the game, the multiplayer game of the decade. Hmm. <laughs> well, I figure uh, at this point everyone's still thinking Fortnite. So I mean, like, uh, probably really not in our decade. Not in our decade. I would that you no. Know, the more we talked about that Assassin's Creed multiplayer, the more I remember how cool that was, and it kind of mm-hmm. got me excited about it. Um, yeah, it was. But really anyways, fun. it was. It was. It was crazy. So yeah, I want to know what you guys think. If you want to throw something in the pot, I can't believe this. But as I go back, I'm not saying this has to be the choice. But going back through here, there was only one year that three of us picked the same game, and that was fucking Pokemon, which I would have never guessed in a million years would have happened. You know, <laughs> like, that's interesting. I think, I think I speak for almost everyone here that I think we should put Hellblade as the game of the decade. <laughs> it didn't even make your personal top five. Or it didn't even make your personal number one. I think it would make, it would just round out that whole betrayal of Fish and you <laughs> from Christmas. New Year's show to the best conclusion <laughs> of Hellblade winning the best game of the past decade. No, um, actually, I, that, I, that'd be right. it's a great game, but I know that that's honestly not what I would pick. If I were to pick anything, if I were to throw anything out there, 
I would throw a few of the games I would throw out would be Mass Effect 2. Um, because all of us mm-hmm. like that game a lot. Um, mm-hmm. not me, There's still I did. Like you don't matter. Um, I'm, to, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. What? Whoa, whoa. First, honestly, Pokemon X and Y, um, Uncharted 4 would be another one. And to be fair, Fish never played Mass Effect 2 all the way through. He didn't say he didn't like it. He just never finished it. He uh, was like, yeah, not yeah. even halfway through. I don't think. That's fair. Um, but no. Tragedy. Mass Effect 2 would be one, but since Fish didn't play it enough, that's okay. Pokemon X and Y would be a suggestion. Uncharted 4 would be a suggestion. Um, you know, honestly, I would love to see Witcher mm. 3 win it, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Honestly, honestly, honestly. I would love to see Dead Space win it out of all of these. I don't remember being Josh super passionate about Dead Space when we did the podcast before. I don't, I'm not saying he hated it, but I just don't remember Josh having a lot of love for it. What, am I wrong or right? I really enjoy the game, but I just don't get excited about horror games. Like, it's just not something that I just I ever feel are we, amazing. What are we even doing here about? if you don't like that game? Yeah, let's cancel this. <laughs> <laughs> why are we even here? Why are we? Why? What is life? What is meaning? Um, all right. So Dead Space. I, yeah, I would. I as a sleeper, I like that, but I don't think it's a good representation of the whole group, unfortunately. No, but I think Uncharted Four probably is, mm. or Pokemon X and Y. You know, I believe in. Uh, go ahead, Dungeon Defenders. I think Pokemon. I think one of those two would probably be the best choice because we all played Pokemon X and Y. We all got super addicted to it. We all God, I would did that weird. tournament. I can't believe we're even having a conversation that Pokemon could be our game of the decade. That is like weird to me that this is coming out of my mouth. I'm sure the inside of you is just jumping for joy right now, and you're 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 withholding your excitement because. You know, at any given moment, it could be taken away. But I mean, I, I honestly, between Uncharted Four and Pokemon X and Y, I think those would be two of the better choices. I can see that. I could also see Bloodborne up there for a similar reason to the Pokemon thing, with so many of us enjoying that. You you didn't get a chance to play it though, Shay. Yeah, Shay. So I, I not have a hard time. Yeah. Um. No, he disliked it. He just kind never of the same really thing got with Mass to play it. Fish. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. exactly. Similar sort of a thing. That's why. What about Hotline Miami as a sleeper? We all love that game. I mean, you it and was I a love one, that two. Game. I really Josh enjoyed it. Josh said it was on his short list. Yeah, the first. The, oh, did I, you? I like. Uh, yeah, I really like the first one. Like, I one of the few games of hundred percented. It's just. Like, oh, there you go. I don't think Fish we accidentally. Fish. I don't think Fish picked it as his game of the year, but he forgot the re- year, so he had to take it off. Apparently. So <laughs> it's a true story, right, Fish? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I put it down as 2013, and I was just like, "Oh, Fish, you could use your tie for that it's year." 2000. And you wasted your tie. When did you waste your tie on? I did. Wait. It was some sort of scrubby tie. Let me find it. <laughs> it's God of War three and Final Fantasy thirteen. Oh, what a waste of a tie! What mm. a dirty waste of a tie. Hey, you, you, you made me gun shy, <laughs> and I was like. Oh, I'm afraid I might not be able to shoot my gun, so if, better well, shoot my tie right here. Tie, tie aside, Fish. Like, okay, so let's say it's down to those three games. I, Uncharted 4. I enjoyed Hotline Miami. What about Super Meat Boy? I actually beat that game. Mm, never Fuck. played. 
Yeah. What about Bastion? Put that one oh, yeah. I already know Fish has oh, a yeah. Bastion. Oh, how have you... God damn it, Fish. <laughs> You've had damn a it, code for Bastion for like up. the last four years. Or, or you dude, can you gotta play the goddamn game, dude. It's so good. Okay, well, no, that's a different conversation for another day. We're up on Fish. No, that's just a different conversation for another day. Go easy on my guts. <laughs> I'm just fertilizing them. Oh, no, exfoliating. I'm exfoliating them. Exfoliating. Fertilizing. Ooh. That's like a doctor. Um, I guess you are, in a way. You're kind of are. I want them to grow, to be big guts. You are. It's fertilization. That's a... Sorry, I, laughed so I was laughing and my mic fell over. Um, all right, so I'm going to try and uh, break this down for the sake of civility here. It looks like it's between Pokemon X and Y. Hotline Miami and Uncharted 4 as the only games we've all played and all love. As crazy as that sounds, that's what I'm seeing. I'm not going to fight for Destiny. We can't fight for Bloodborne. Um, Did we all play Mass Effect too many weird... 3? I know that didn't make any of our lists, but that would also be... Fish didn't. You didn't? Okay. I was just curious. Fish is the only human, Fish is the only human I know that didn't play Mass Effect. So Okay. I played Mass Effect the first right. one, and I have I love the fuck out of it. Yeah, as you should. Great game. That was 2007 too. Just barely missed. Um, all right. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm just trying to be, just looking through my list out here. I think unless you guys got something better, it looks like those are the three that we're fighting over. What do you think best represents us as a group? Hotline Miami. Journey. <laughs> <laughs> I think Hotline Miami because it's so crass like we are, and it's kind of indie like we are, and it's oddly beautiful like Fish is. Mm -hmm. Josh did say it has the mixtape of the decade. It did. Mm -hmm. mm. It is. It is gory too, like. Morgan we all played life. I was Doom. gonna say like when we mash your innards in. Not not to but, throw another one in there, but that, we all we all too. played Doom, right? Yeah. Doom didn't make my top five. Yes. Okay. I was just curious. Doom is a good As, game, but I don't think I could. Okay. Yeah, what are you doing throwing Doom in there, Josh? The I'm just I'm just trying to find the options of games we have actually Red all Dead. played. We all yeah. played Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, Red Dead. Right? I did not. Oh, oh <laughs> shit. I, yeah, I know that's heresy. I need to change that. It doesn't know. It doesn't matter now. The new one's coming out. Well, I don't know. I still want to play we all love one. Borderlands. No. Borderlands? No, <laughs> that's not game of the year material. Or deck game of the year. Let's not add more. Let's just decide between yeah. these hey. three. Oh, honestly, Shay, I'm so sorry. No Man's Sky. What was I thinking? Game of the decade. No? I know what uh... you're thinking. <laughs> but it's awfully hard to think with your head that far up there. You know, you can't play it forever. Um, I don't know. My I, I feel like it's hard for me to vote for Hotline Miami because it feels like too much of a personal pick because it was my game of the year. But then again, two of these choices were my game of the year. So yeah. And Uncharted yeah. 4 was a technical achievement, but the shooting in that game was my least favorite part mm -hmm. of it. Right, right. I mean, the, sto the story was good, but at the same time, like we discussed, yes. it was generic. Um, yeah, the... the mm -hmm. The tech, the, like you said, the technical achievement and every all the mechanics sans the gunplay was was pretty tight. But 
Um, I just feel like that doesn't represent us as a child, right, let's do as, the... as the podcast. Um, Pokemon let's X and we... Y, I feel like is a little bit closer to representing us. Um, I just feel like Hotline Miami. It did represent. We Even though playing it's... Pokemon X and okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's good. Even though it's like a more personal choice, I think that's. I think that's what would make it best, like not picking a triple A title because that's not who we are as people. Well, like none of us are strictly triple A people. We play all sorts of games. I just, I just feel like Hotline Miami. Now that you mention it, would represent us best, and maybe that there's some bias there. I mean, I it's could the go either way. For Hotline it's, Miami it's a hyperlight drifter in many ways. It, like the way you guys feel about Hyperlight Drifter is the way I feel about Hotline Miami. That's basically what it is to me. It's the same kind of game, small indie, yeah. it, memorable art style, music. Yeah, that's another game we have four played. Hyperlight Drifter. I would yeah. love for that game to win, but I don't think that. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't like it as much as you guys. Yeah, but I did like it, but I never finished it, and I didn't have a passion. I love the look it's of that game. That's okay. Though. I love the look of that game. Yeah, it looks incredible. That's okay. So, be, I mean, unless you guys you feel passionate the about Uncharted just 4, pick a game. Should, we should knock that off the list. I'm, I'm okay knocking that off. I don't know. I kind of feel like Pokemon yeah. should be the one. Even It didn't make my list, but I mean, I'm sure I probably put a couple hundred hours into it because yeah. that was the one we... We're super into doing tournaments yeah. with just as a group. We put so much time into that game. Yeah. Actually, what about what about Resident Evil Seven? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, that no. it's funny you mentioned that, Get Shay. That Congratulations to Resident Evil Seven for being the VR game of the decade. Emphasis well, on no one else the. Has played or <laughs> the only. What? No, I'm just kidding. Not a lot of competition <laughs> there. No. VR hasn't even been uh, out for a decade. Yeah, but it was out during the decade that we're talking about. So there you go. Oh. Okay. Fair um, enough. I I don't. I would be okay with either one. Whatever I the I, Pokemon or Hotline Miami. I think Pokemon is a better. Uh, I feel like we had more of a group dynamic with that game, which is why that's kind of we my vote. We were playing that game that's when we weren't. Too. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, We could play that Both game these together. Games, yeah. Ironically, we were playing when we weren't. Yeah. I could go either way, but now that you mentioned like we all played it together versus Hotline Miami where we didn't technically play it together, I could see Pokemon winning. What about you, Josh? Could you go either way? I could go either way, but my my vote is for Pokemon. Just be, right. just for for said reasons. So, all right, Fish, I will uh, I will leave it in your corner. I don't normally do this, Fish, but um, I if I'm neutral, you have a chance t- to put the most powerful decision in the exact wrong hands, mm-hmm. the worst hands. Idle hands spend time at the genitals, as they say. Mm-hmm. And we have some idle hands. Put it right here, buddy. <laughs> Put it right here. So I'm setting this in your hands, fish. And you've dropped it. All oh, right. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oopsies. Butterfingers? What are you thinking? Um, I enjoyed Hotline Miami very much. 
I enjoyed the aesthetic, the synthwave soundtrack, the the masks that you donned, the different abilities that they gave you, um, beating up guys' guts. <laughs> Sorry. I can't. I it's can't. two in the morning, fish. Make a goddamn decision. Make it. a goddamn. <laughs> it's two in Josh's world. My fiance's out there waiting to murder me. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to go with Pokemon X and Y, but here's my reason. First Pokemon to introduce rollerblades. Rollerblades <laughs> changed everything. I, I like that line <laughs> of reasoning. <laughs> Rollerblades change the game. Mm-hmm. You know what we do? Mm-hmm. We have an off-seat, off-air joke about fish and his rollerblade, his roller ink enthusiasm. So mm-hmm. I love it. He does. Um, all right. Well, that's fine with me. <laughs> I I would have never guessed that. Pokemon but X and that's Y. What... All right, Pokemon X and Y, the generation's most important uh, Pokemon game, and well. The game that we have uh, decided to be the Chompcast game of the decade. People might flip their shit when they see that. I'm sorry, it happened. Was not planned. If you'd have asked me before I did this, that would have been the one game I would have been like, no way, that's not going to happen. But it did. Yeah. So. It's super easy to happen, too. Yeah, it actually did, yeah. It was the only game that three of us picked for Game of the Year, and uh, we have a lot of good memories with it. Even before this podcast started, battling, playing together. We stayed up, I remember this, and we can close the show like this. I remember staying up with you guys the night before it released, and we were looking at all the Pokemon that were coming out, their stats what they were going to evolve into. We were just kind of talking about what we wanted to use or what they looked like. And it was like the nerdiest thing. And we all ran out that night to go to our local store and buy the game at midnight. Um, and I remember that. And that was after battling each other for a couple hours. And I remember that night very well. It was a good night. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. Very good night. Pokemon keeps friends together. And No Man's Sky tears right. them apart. Right, that's going to be it for the show. Um, it's been a lot whoa, of fun. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we doing best year or no? Uh, I don't know. Do you guys really want I We can if you want. I, I'm indifferent. I don't feel super passionate about doing a best year, but... Um, I think it's going to be more contentious than I originally thought, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, your, so. your best know. year was way different than our best year. Yeah. There's actually one thing I did want to mention, though, because... Uh, Hakuna Matata messaged me. He wanted to make sure I mentioned this on the show. It's very, it's very important, and you'll see why here. In oh, I know six. what this is. You know God exactly what this is. I know what this so, is. So, uh, Hakuna Matata and uh, Morgan had a conversation on Instagram where um, Hakuna Matata said he had until July 4th to... Well, actually, Morgan mentioned this on the podcast, and Akuna Matata said he was going to hold him up to this, basically. That um, Morgan did ev- end up changing and say if he doesn't finish the game in 100% Cuphead by episode 100, that he would now eat a hot sauce drenched banana. And it is episode 100. <sighs> And Morgan has not finished Cuphead 100%. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Unfortunately, did I did happen? say that. I, did, I guess I thought 100 was going to take a lot longer for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, I yeah, guess, we'll see what guess I can the do. Chompers I did can say that. that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man of my word, so I'll see what I can do. And look, okay. I'm already in trouble, so I wanted a couple quick things here that I almost forgot, so this is good. Um, as we kind of round up the show, I mean, I mean, I can't get any more trouble than I can anyway. Um, two quick uh, final polls. I was trying to squeeze these in, and they never came up, so that's, my, <laughs> that's what she said. Um, it's a pr- strange to see how surprisingly irrelevant Halo has come over the last decade. That won by 73%. Uh, and Persona is the horniest franchise of the last decade. That won by a 61%. Is it? Um, yeah. God that bless you, Halo Persona. poll was so perfect. I, like, I, I've thought about that like indirectly off and on, but when you put that to words, I was like, you know, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have imagined that this franchise would be almost obsolete at this point. I mm. thought that it was going to be a juggernaut, and it's become irrelevant. Yeah. Almost. Very weird. And you know what? Maybe the next decade will be different with Halo Infinite. Um, I promised some of our listeners I would. I did this yesterday, so if I don't read these, I'm going to be feeling like an asshole. And plus, I wanted to. I just, we were running short on time. So at this point, who can, let's do it. We're going all out. Uh, a couple really good ones here because I love to get the community involved. You guys are incredible. Um, and I'm just going to run through these. So hang tight with me, guys. A lot of great stuff here. Uh, Gil Beasy Skit said the transition. Basically, here's my question. It said, I just kick. It said, what will you remember most about the past decade of gaming? That's 2008 to present. So, what will you remember most about the past decade? Gilbezi Skid said the transition for discs to digital games, which is a pretty big thing. Um, Gateway Games said the rise of indies. Uh, Brando DeMacco said how open worlds have pretty much become the norm now and how it's evolved so much already. Um, <laughs> Mickey the Danison said platinum trophies. Big PS PlayStation fan there, I guess. Uh, Spark Woody said, The Last of Us, no game has ever sucked me in more. Uh, Joe Division said, Way too many open-world games. Some stranger named Professor Layton commented, I'll remember learning to play an instrument from a video game. Changed my life. Hey. I wonder who that is. Hakuna Matata said, Honestly, not much has changed in the past 10 years. Not much at all. Um, sure, games have become prettier. Online gaming has grown and consoles have become more powerful. But just an upgrade of what we had. So he's saying not a lot at all, uh, even though the games have been great. Um, Epidemic Mike said GTA 4 opened the... Um, <laughs> honestly, GTA 4, when I opened the door of a car and the dome light went on, that minute attention to detail led to an immersive experience that blew me away. So that was like one of those tiny little silly things he mentioned. Uh, it's like, like an wow, Adam are... comment. Yeah. Hey, you know what? He's like, holy shit, the light came on this car. Games are on next level right now. Um, <laughs> Red Blue Blur will appreciate this. They said all the Pokemon games of uh, the last generation, so you might appreciate our game of the year. And lastly, John John 6 said, for me, the Uncharted series was something that I didn't realize would be s- such a big part of my life, but they upped the bar for movie-like experience in games. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. So thank you to everyone. I hope you enjoyed the thank show, you. the Best of Decade show. Uh, super fun. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, it's I. It's been a lot. It's getting late. Um, but it was worth it. As usual, check out Evoking the Sublime. It's another podcast we have. Support us on Patreon if you love us. Patreon slash Swordchomp. We'll love you forever. Get access to our VIP. Tell a friend about the show. Spread the word of Swordchomp. Um, it means the world to us. All sorts of fun future guests, future plans. And the all-decade show is in the book. Shay's pointing at a, uh, 
Uh, what do you point? Oh, our beers. The toast on air. The toast. Okay, on air toast. I I thought we were gonna do this later, so my beer's in the fridge. I gotta so crack this open. This. All right. I'll just toast my diet, Dr. Pepper. Here we go. Hold on, hold on. I gotta crack my other diet, my backup open. All right. Do that with your teeth, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have. The lining kugels. Mm, that's why I had two fish, summer shandy. That's why well, they changed the label on that. Yeah. I have Suntory watermelon flavored sugar drink, alcohol, oh. something. Hmm. God, it smells good and sugary. What do you got, Josh? I have Lafroig 10. Nice. Sounds like something Money. above my pay grade. <laughs> Isla whiskey. Lafroig. <laughs> oh, sounds delicious. Sounds like a... mm-hmm. Sh- right. me later. All right. I gotta die, Dr. Pepper. Let's do this. Cheers to the first 100 episodes 100. and to 100 more with our chompers and each other. Hey, Come hey. by. You're here. If my uh, fiance doesn't. <laughs> Oh, if fuck, I'm still alive good. because my fiance hasn't killed me for podcasting till midnight. It's all right. You it's have a to once take in a hundred year event. That's true. That's true. It's actually technically well. Yeah, only yes. only every other year. That's so. <laughs> true. You know what? If we can survive enough to do this in ten years from now, that will be a bloody miracle. But you never know. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's been fun. Thank you for listening. We're going to wrap it up now. We will be back next week. And uh, hope you enjoyed the show. 